I'm ready to go whenever. Ready? Ooh. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 63 of Pillar Talk. I'm sitting here with BKFC heavyweight contender, fucking Josh Burns. Josh the Hammer Burns. Uh, number, What's uh, up, I bro? call you number one contender. I'm, I should be number one, so I'm number one. Sam got the jump, so with Sam going up there, there's nobody else. Oh, really? Well, you got uh, Mark Godbeer. Mark Godbeer is supposedly coming back, but they still haven't ironed it all out, but until uh, he comes back, yeah, that's my spot. Because so, yeah. what's your official rank then? So I was ranked number three. Uh, before the last fight, I was three. Shoemaker was four, and uh, Godbeer was two. And then obviously Joe's number one, but Godbeer had pulled away. So we both had wins. I believe my uh, my win was a little more impressive than his. He fought Bobo, and I love Bobo, but Bobo didn't fight. He just showed up flat that night. Okay. Uh, so I fought Sorrow, bounced his head off the ground like a basketball, and uh, oh, I'm yeah. sure that's a little more impressive. But it is what it is, so Sam can fight Joey, and if he can get past him, then he can't run for me no more. He's going to have to fight me, but I don't think he can get past Joey. So get ready for Joey. Oh, really? Okay. So that so you're, you're, you're predicting the future, training for – Whatever. Well, see, my opinion is like Sam, God bless me, good kid, <laughs> good old country boy, but right. he don't know the fight game. He's just just new in it, and uh, at the end of the day, you know, you can tell he don't like he don't like to fight punchers, so like heavy hitters, like. But he, I know he feels. Safe. And you got a fucking, you got a rod on you, a little son. Bit, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. So, uh, dog, I didn't even see it when I seen your fight and you uh, knocked. Uh, it's the last fight, right? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he you knocked him out in the second round, and that punch didn't even look like it was thrown that hard, but it put him out. Yeah, well, I was a little overextended. I think I, I think I kind of fucked him up with the hook, and then the two was just enough just to put him asleep. Just to, oh so, man, I mean, he was out, his eyes wide open. You know, you see the the replay. He was reaching for the fucking. How long have you been uh, fighting? Long time, uh, seventeen years. So I mean, I've been fighting since I was five, but professionally, I think seventeen now. So you started training. What you just got into boxing? Yeah, uh, my dad had me boxing, kickboxing. Won a couple silver gloves, couple, a few golden gloves, a couple state titles, kickboxing, and then uh, you know all behind the scenes. Why okay. school? Yeah, so, yeah, that's sweet. So you had a you you had a nice fucking resume before you were even out of school. And it's okay. It's not bad. Right. Not the greatest, but it's okay. Right. Uh, and then how long have you been in the BK, BKFC? So BKFC, uh, what now a year? Uh, but I've known Dave for like seven years, so okay. It's it only started four years ago, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, I yep. think it's, yeah, three years ago. Three? So, yeah, I think it's three. Yeah, I think it's three. So what happened was Dave signed me, got me contracted. I was going to fight on his first show. He ran into all kinds of all kinds of roadblocks and basically kept getting pushed off, pushed off. And I decided I didn't want to just stay idle because the bare knuckle thing really appealed to me. Right. So I could have went back to Bellator, had another fight with Bellator, but I decided to go overseas to the UK. Okay. Just to get the experience. So, and just to time, keep fighting, keep grinding that. Right. Yep. Well, and you know, to, to do the bare knuckle. So, <laughs> okay. They were doing it over there too. Yeah. They, okay. They originates there. So, I, oh, they, okay. They started. So, uh, basically went over there, got some good experience, fought some of the best in the world. And, uh, once I got the call from Dave, you know, to come back here, I mean, it's a no brainer. You know, you go from a, you know, BKB was the biggest in the world until BKFC hit the scenes. Now, anytime you have the American market, you know, yeah, Dave's it's got, always Dave's yeah. not pulling any punches at him, puts everything into it. So immediately they grew double the size of BKB immediately. And then 
as the years progressed, they, they just dwarf them. So, you know, uh, we fought at the O2. That was a big thing. Their big selling point was the O2. But the reality was we were fighting at the, uh, oh, man, it, God, I'm not even remember the name of it. It's, it's like a the little subsection of the O2. We're not in the O2 arena, which is 200,000-plus people. Okay. We're in this thing that always says, like, 2,500, 2,300 people. And they were always, oh, it's levels. And I'm just like, yo, at the end of the day, Feldman's tripling your, your, your attendance and – that that seemed to be the right. Yeah, result. but that's the that's the thing. I think it's it's a lot different. It's a lot different of a fight from even regular boxing. Yeah, but the event quality, the way he puts on the event, is is professional as hell. You yeah, I mean, oh, it's I mean, definitely been, like a Dana White fucking yeah, production. I've been a part of it. I've been a part of the, everything. I've been the UFC, Bellator. I've been to all the productions. My sister works for Fox, and she's a producer. And I've seen everything behind the scenes, and I will tell you that BKC is identical to the largest shows. And I think he's become one of the largest we, shows in the world. We watched, uh, we had Quentin Henry on before he right on. Uh, fought in the pay-per-view. Yeah. And we watched that pay-per-view. And yeah. I was like, this is a fucking UFC fucking, it's the same thing as, it, it, it's just thrown on just like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just a different kind of fighting. It's a whole different, I mean, you gotta think like, if you ever get a chance, you gotta go to one in person. Because, uh, I mean, I've, I've been in a fight game my whole life since I was five. And there is nothing like the bare knuckle experience. Does it sound different? The sound is different. The, the atmosphere, the energy in the in the arena is different because you know MMA. And I fought MMA. You know, I guess oh, you know, we get kicked with shins and elbows. You watch an MMA fight. How many times does an elbow and a shin really connect? Once, twice, maybe yep. in a fight, and usually it's done if mm-hmm. that happens. Um, here, it's immediate bone on bone. Every strike is bone on bone. Yeah, and it's truly a, a a will check. You know, and you got a lot of supreme great athletes that come into the sport and they quit. It's just because it's just not worth it to them. Oh, really? You watch them fold. I mean, the early days of BKC, you got some big names in there. And Didn't Paige Van Zandt lose? She did lose. Yeah. I think she just got started slow. You know, yep. she, and the problem was is her team, you know, even though she had Alves, you know, who fought, kind of explained to her how the fight went. I'm just disappointed they didn't explain it to her more because I think they let her believe that it was like MMA, getting hit with MMA gloves. And if I could have done anything, I would have told her, like, throw all that shit out the window. I'm going to tell you right now, you just need to prepare. Erase your memory and just start over. It's a different... It's a completely different thing. Be prepared to be hit. You're going to feel the first punch to the last punch. And it's it's a heart thing, you know? And the guys that I see that tend to have more heart, they don't realize it. And they just keep forging through. The guys that are a little bit less durable, you know, they might be supreme athletes, but they don't like it. They 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 shy, they turn away, things like that. And Paige, I think Paige, that was a fight Paige gave away because she just didn't get comfortable. It's not her fault. It was her first fight ever. Right. So, and that was the Britain Hart girls, only her second win out of, what, four or five fights, something like that. So she started getting more comfortable towards the end. And right. she started piecing Britain up at the end. Yeah. But, hey, you know, hats off to Britain. She, she did what she had to do to win. So... But I still believe nine out of ten times that 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 is definitely P- Paige's fight. From from my point of view, it was the clinch that was the difference. Well, Paige was she, I don't think she was comfortable coming from the MMA where you can throw the throw the knees and stuff. She just was grabbing with both hands. Yeah, you know, instead of yeah, you know, as soon that. as they clinched, Britain was just ba 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 ba. Britain knew. Britain knew that that Paige uh, Paige's game plan was the the basic fuck her up in the clinch and. But we're only allowed to plumb tie one. You can't do two. So when Paige started doing one, two, like she was getting confused. But as soon as she grabbed that tie, Britain, some were effective to the body, but she just didn't stop. She just went nuts. And, yep. you know, I think that's obviously 
is the reason why she won on the points. But basically, I don't think Paige really knew what to do because she was like thinking she was going to snatch this boxer up and, you know, get inside. And that's her world, which it is. But uh, I just think Paige needed to be a little more active on the outside. Paige's got, I think Paige had better strikes, better on, you know, more precise and, and effective strikes where Britt was just heart, pure heart. Yeah. And when I was talking to you guys about heart, Britt's just one of those, one of those chicks who just got pure heart. Yeah. And then she, she, wants to go out she there just came out there and she don't give a fuck. She's going to stomp your face on the ground. If she can, she will. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and uh, yeah, it's just the reality. Try a little hard out. And especially that was one of her biggest fights. This was oh, the biggest like, fight of her career. We'll you, call uh, it. Yeah, she'll probably never get a fight that big again, you know, unless she gets a rematch. Like, there was a lot of a lot of hype behind it and did a lot of things. There was, there was episodes behind the scenes leading up to the fight, all that good stuff. And, you know, I think she handled herself well. And I like the fact that Paige came in and was like, don't just give me anybody. Give me yeah. somebody that's good. Yeah, yeah, well... Yeah, yeah, especially yes no. for her debut. Yeah, yeah, for her debut. Yeah, I mean, Kristen Ferreira. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Christine Ferreira is she? That's that's the head bitch in that. that yeah, I agree. She, bottom line, she's she's the bitch in charge, and you know, and I'll be honest, with you, it's it's hard to fate match her up because she, I I call her a little hammer because she straight up fights. And I don't know if this is politically correct, but she fights more like a dude. Like she gets in there, and she's crisp, and she doesn't fuck around. Like. She's not gonna feel around like, oh, I want to get. No, nah, she's gonna snatch you up. If she fought a dude, she'd probably fuck him up. Like, Christina, Christina dude, I see her lives from time to time. I go tear up. This woman would kick my ass yeah, every single time. Yeah, she's a straight beast. So I think they're trying to keep keep them away from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she will fuck. She's basically like the uh, Amanda Nunez in the UFC. Give her the belt already, you know, man. She's, yeah, she's not. She like she that. should be the champ and let all these other little girls just you know. Yeah, I think Britt. She stopped Britt in the first round. As soon as, as soon as they are maybe it was the second round, whatever it was, as soon as she fucking opened up, I'm pretty sure it was first round. She opened up like they felt out, felt out, and then Christina just basically came in, hit her, and it was just like blood in the water. And I mean, it wasn't like Britt was falling down or anything. Snatched her up, threw in her clinch. <laughs> you want to talk about an evil clinch game? Ferrer's got the fucking nastiest clinch game. She probably landed six uppercuts on this girl. Mm. They pull out, and Dan has to, Murgali looks at her, and he's like, whoa, whoa, it's bringing, got a big knot cut. It was pretty bad. Even Stitch, Stitch was like, it's done. So, you know, Ferreira's where it's at. She's the truth. The whole time, T, leading up to, the like, the weigh-ins and that whole event, she's over here on the side talking to him, like, you still got to come face me. <laughs> you still got to come face me. It was so great. She, yeah, I, dude. Watching sometimes. some of her replays, it's it. She's brutal. Yeah, she, she's she's no brutal. joke. And that Peralta, I don't know her very well. The girl, they had that controversy when they fought, lost a split decision. But uh, as soon as she fought Christine, it's like she left. She's done. She didn't. She didn't want that rematch. And Ferrer was supposed to get that rematch. You know, everything got shut down. And then whatever she did, she deviated. She ain't with the company, at least from my understanding. And Christine's over there, like, yo, throw me somebody. Throw me somebody that's worthy. You know, and she don't want no bums. Right. So, and to be honest with you, I, I, and I don't want to speak out of term, but I'm pretty for, sure Ferrer didn't even want Paige. She didn't want, she's like, you kidding me? It's like, it's her first fight. Let her get her feet wet. Let's mm-hmm. realize, let's see if she's really about it. Right. So, and I think after that fight, I think Paige is about it. I, I just think Paige didn't know, was yeah. a little bit uneducated. Yeah. yeah. So she, I think know, she with Paige, on. people, people take her prettiness as a weakness. Like just yeah. cause she's pretty, does she's, She's tough. No, she's a she's a, she's a banger. Uh, and that was the whole thing with going into it, what I would say. When she's I was tough saying. for just going to bare knuckle. Yeah, she, that's no, a she whole just, different. And then you're you're a hundred percent getting cut open. I well, promise you. Not only yeah. that, you take away all your weapons except for your hands yep. at that point. Yeah. 
Because yeah. knees in the clinch is fucking nasty. You can fold somebody with that. Right. Just using one hand. I seen when you work the clinch, you fucking just go for them ribs. I was like, oh, dude, if he if he does that three or four more times, that dude's not going to be able to breathe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I find I turned into more of like a, a damn headhunter in with bare knuckles because when I fought MMA, I mean, you look at my resume, you know, obviously not the greatest win ratio, but uh, – I fought the best in the world every time from Bellator, and they would call me two, three week notice every time, and they know I would never say no. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? I don't care. I'm just doing this for fun. When I did in May, I did it for fun. I was very blessed. I was doing very well in life. It was just fun. Now this is more of a passion for me. The bare knuckles is more of a passion because it forces these guys to stand and bang. And if you watch MMA, no one stood and banged with me. One guy, Eric Prendel, you know, and Prendel. And I were buddies, and we just said, "Fuck it, let's Fuck just, it. let's just let's just stand." Not Dude, just if, you don't, if you don't sit here and bang, yeah, yeah. if you don't sit here and bang with me, we're not friends anymore. You understand <laughs> <Right>. this? <laughs> right, right. And, and yeah. that's, I mean, that's usually the motherfuckers, and and that's what I see with BKB or BKFC is you guys are real tight knit. You yeah. guys are cool with uh, the owner and everything. It's, yeah. yeah. It's not an organization. It's like a little, like, a club. Like, you guys are... Almost like a small family of sorts. It's a a whole different world, you know. And, I mean, we still have our our little tiffs in between, you know. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But you you only find a few handful of guys that actually want to do this. And and you got a lot of people talk shit and say they want to do it. But when I was in Europe, they were the only ones, the only one in the game. And Dave was still here trying to get shit going. And he was running the roadblock at the roadblock. So they brought a lot of Americans after I went over there. They, they brought a few Americans over. And I've watched multiple UFC vets get hit and be like, done, straight up cool. quit on their knee. You're not knocked yeah. out. I mean, you see in BKFC as well. You know, like when I fought Zaro, I'm watching his competition. I'm like, yo, you know, fought a guy, first of all, a guy that fights 185 who bumped up 205. Mm-hmm. So you can't claim that that is a real victory. And then you fight another guy from here. Uh, uh, Jones or whatever his name was, and he just quit. Yeah, I mean, he got hit, sat on his ass, put his hands on his head, like, yeah, this ain't worth it. It wasn't knocked out, wasn't stopped. He, it was a mental decision to stop. So you, you can't price yourself that. on that. I seen that even when in the uh, preliminary prelims. Prelims. Yeah, I seen that in uh, the the pay per view that yeah. one. I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's this, a, this motherfucker don't want to get hit no more. Right, it, it's a it's a will check, you know. What, what's the, so you fought in. MMA and you fought. He's fought high. in Bellator. Yeah, He's Bellator. fought. So yeah. you fought like in the actual like real shit. I was yeah. MMA and you fought in the B- BKFC. What's the difference between like you said like heart and shit like that? Like, it, it, it's shit you can't teach. You know, it's it literally it's heart. You either got it or you don't. Just gotta bang. You just so, gotta bang. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, you can see there's fights. Uh, my last fight in B- uh, Bellator. Set up to lose, obviously fighting Justin Wren, UFC, you know, ultimate fighter guy. And this dude been getting ready for six months for his first return in, like, how many years? And obviously they gave me, like, three weeks. Like, hey, you want to fight him? Like, sure, why not? And we get in, we win all three rounds. And, uh, you know, you can watch that fight. I mean, I think it took probably about 20 knees to the head. And, you know, certainly it's just, it's either you got it in you or you don't. You know, and when right. you see some fighters go, well, I'll die in here, you know, and you watch them fight, and you're like, bitch, please. Yeah. You got hit. You're sitting there. I mean, the last pay-per-view, you know, <laughs> I've seen guys, not saying names, but I've seen guys are screaming and doing all this crazy stuff. I'm like, bro, it looks stupid, first of all. Yeah. As a vet, you look like an idiot. You lost. Get the fuck up off the ground. Yeah. If you're screaming, you got the energy to stand up. Yeah. And then you stand up, and then you get laid the fuck out. So I'm just like, listen, you know, 
either be about it or not be about it. You know, I acted like an ass after the sorrow fight, but there was a lot of shit that went in behind that people didn't know, and the old people only saw the weigh-in shit when he ran his mouth. And uh, it looked like he's buddies with the, the commissioner. I'm probably getting in trouble for saying this, but it looked like they were, like, kind of little buddies because they were joking, mm-hmm. talking shit. And I'm like, cool, Dave Feldman just kept his mouth shut. You know, just say, hey, just stay away from Josh. I'm like, look, I'm not going to touch him. He's running his mouth to me. First thing, I was, first thing you know when you run into an opponent, the first thing out of their fucking mouth is, I'm afraid of you. Like, <laughs> my, you, they had a recorder right there. Like, Thanks for telling cool. me, bud. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, the fuck? Like, yeah. you, just tilt, you just tipped your hand. Okay, and then he, it's going to be a fight. And I'm turning, okay. And I'm looking at the crowd, and he's like, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight. What do you mean? What do you mean you hope so? I'm like, bro, we'll see how long your chin holds up. That's all I said. Then I turn, look, grab my shit, go to walk off stage. And he's still running his mouth. He literally stood up there. He looked like a damn fool. But in our, my mind, Mark Coleman, you know, who's my big brother, like, they all said the same thing. He's done. That dude, he does not want this. He, he likes the idea of beating Josh Burns. He don't want to do what it takes to, to fight me. Mm-hmm. You know, Shit, I would like me. the idea of beating Josh Burns. So, dude, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're a fucking dude. I beat that guy up, dude, like, yeah. for real. <laughs> so, yeah. But, we, you know, when, once we got in there, the first round, I had taken 16 months off. First round was a little more of a feel-out round. But if you watch the round, you know, every time I threw punches, his whole body shifting and jumping and moving around. When you hit him in that clinch, I was yeah. like, oh, he's, he's not going to be okay. So, Even when you hit him in the shoulder. Yeah. You hit him in the shoulder, he yeah, flew sh- back. Yeah, flew back, yeah. So at that point, then I was like, all right, came back. And <laughs> it's funny because I was like, oh, you look gassed. First of all, you guys know my education. So, you know, I'm an educated guy. Trust me, when you lean over, it's clinically proven. You get 30% more oxygen. Lean over. I do it for about 15 seconds. Get it in, sit up. And then Coleman's like, stop fucking around. Throw your hands, JB. Stop fucking around. You go in, round two. I step on the line, watch the video. Sorrow so afraid he don't want to step on the damn line. He's like four inches behind it. But he did it twice. He Dan, did it in the first round too. Dan Dan didn't say nothing. So I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. I got you. And then you can hear Coleman. He's like, let's go, JV. Mm-hmm. So as you hear that in the back, you can oh, clearly that. hear it. As soon as he does, you know, a six punch combo. So th- triple jab, bop bop bop, through kind of a half jab, a three which landed, and then you know through the, he. I think he was going down with a three, but the two was just kind of I was a little overextended, but still connected. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was out. So, not acting like an ass, but uh, like I said, you know, after the fight, talking shit over top of him, flipping him off. Like, it's, that it's, was, that was, I was like, a, oh, he, he said something about his song yeah, that bro. he, he yeah, was so mad he, about. He's a little bit, and he, you know, he, to this day, keeps it. I never said anything about no family, but when you go out, out of your way to research me privately and speak about things that are private to me and my family, and you post them on the internet, you know, where it's public, yeah. and my daughters and my family sees it. You just not talk shit about my family. Well, you want to believe it or not, you just stepped out the line of, of fighting. I can say you're a shitty boxer. I yeah. can say you can't fucking knock you yeah. out. That's cool. You call yourself Golden Glove Sorrow when you only fought one USA boxing match and you bumped up and it was a bum. Like, you, you got some audacity to sit there and call yourself Golden Gloves. Okay, I won it three times. I would never call myself that because it was regional. It was local. It wasn't the big show, mm-hmm. you know, not national. So, you know, and I laughed at it and said, okay, cool, guys. Said, no problem. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you watch the dude fight. He slaps punches, and, and then he obviously went to, I mean, literally bounced his head off the ground like a basketball. So, yeah. the, the picture of him staring at the mat. Yeah, yeah. You guys don't, you guys don't talk a lot of shit like even Quentin Henry came on. He's like, dude, I just like, we, we just go out and bang. They're all my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I, I, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not, well, I'm not going dis- yeah, to disagree with I Quentin. Heard, I heard Bobo, he was on a podcast last night and yeah. I, I was on there and I said, how about Bobo and Burns? Question mark. He <laughs> go, and he's like, I talked to them. They're all friendly. We're all cool. He goes, 
Bro, I'll fight them all. Yeah, Bo was good, dude, man. We we ended up, uh, we met at the Mississippi show, you know, when he kind of had a, it was just a shitty performance. He showed up flat, and we all, every fighter has it. So yeah, anybody yeah. says no. Like, the fact Sam beat him, it you know, and it took him so long. Like, and I told Bobo, and Bobo and I both agree with this. If you would have done what you do with Sam Shoemaker, I would have broke your jaw, or I would have separated you from conscious. You would not have gotten up if you would have allowed me to just tee off on you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it took Sam the whole round, and he's still standing on his feet. He's, I mean, wobbly, but it wasn't, he wasn't out. So, you know, for this guy that claims, oh, I'm the hardest puncher, and I hit this, this pad that has some, you know, whatever pounds of force, I'm like, listen, you remind me of the kids that go to the fucking fairground and hit those little punching bags. 150-pounder hits at 900. I go hit it, and I hit 300. I'm like, fuck. Doesn't mean I hit 300. Just means I didn't hit it right. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, you want to claim that you're this big puncher. Your body works what proves it. I'm 100% KO ratio. All eight of my wins Ooh. are by knockout under three minutes. Okay? So you this, got, this man so. <laughs> literally is at a 40% KO ratio, and their TKOs, the only one KO would have been Eric Prendel the first fight, and Eric still stood up. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't, he wasn't, you know? So I'm just like, you know, at the end of the day, run your mouth, you know, say what you want to do. Yeah, I don't like everybody in this damn organization. I'm not trying to contradict Henry. No, I know. But, uh, but you know... Like, I love and respect Joey, you know, and uh, Joey and I, I think, is kind of like the Ali uh, Foreman, you know. It's going to be his phenomenal conditioning, you know, and Foreman's power. You know, am I going to punch myself out and, like, Foreman to fall over because I'm so tired? Or am I going to be able to counter that and put him to sleep, you know? And uh, Joey's a tough customer, man. He's a tough cookie, and he's he's definitely a, a student of the game, so it's not anybody you would take lightly. I still think I beat him. And he still thinks he beats me, but it's still respect. You know, there's a difference. I think you need to go into that thinking you're going to win regardless. You can't have any doubt. You can't, yeah, you can't go yeah. into a fight without that. So, you know, and if you got any doubt, you're going to open that doubt up, right? Because, you know. Well, I mean, before you go into the fight, you know, everyone asks, "Oh, what's going through your head? What's going through your head?" Man, when you're backstage, the worst part is the waiting. You know, everything good, everything bad's going through your head. Like, this motherfucker could beat me. Like, he's been trained to beat me. Well, yeah. fuck, he could hit me. He could beat me. He like, watches fuck. me fight, and he knows what I'm doing. Right. So you, you sit there, and then you also have your your ideology and what your philosophy is. And you're like, oh, no, I got this. And as you get closer to the ring, you know, obviously all that starts fading away, fading away. And once you step in, that shit's gone. Now it's, it's time to rip his throat out. Time to, you know, so, step out. So when you get into the ring, like, so you, you train to... To see what they're doing, you look at tape and you train to see what they do. So what I happens? think you more or less you've trained for yourself, and then you also gauge what they do. So you th- right? that doesn't come into two. Like you don't have a plan based on how they fight because well, it could be different when you're in. Yeah, the they fight. could be different. Um, but you know, I don't give a shit what anybody says. Guys, you go. I don't study people. I don't do this. That's bullshit. At the end of the day, you're going to pay attention to your opponent. You're going to pay attention to the traits that they have. Now. You can have an eight-week camp and, and work on some great new techniques. Now, if they fire off good and they keep clipping you with it and it's working, great. The second that it doesn't work or the second you clip them and it shifts their agenda, they're going to fall back to their old ways, just like me, just like oh. anybody. So, like me, I've got all these great moves and, you know, all this stuff. But as soon as I get hit, I'm known to be that guy. Like, I don't give a fuck who you are. Hit me with the car. You ain't going to knock me out. So, I buckle down. And I just, I, that's my bad, that's my bad tendency is I will, I will literally buckle down, let you hit me, because I don't give a fuck, hit me the four Cody times. Let me, hit, let, 
Let me hit you like once. Cody Garbrandt, he'll fucking stand and bang. Yeah. And whether he gets knocked out or not. Yeah. Well, the problem with Cody is Cody can get knocked the fuck out. Now, especially you know, now lately. You know. Yeah. So and, and once you get knocked out once, it gets worse. Every time it gets a little easier. Yeah. A little easier. So knock on wood, but I've been blessed, you know, not to be knocked out. Now, great on my MMA, they're like, oh, TKO, TKO. The only time that I was rocked was when I cut 80-some pounds to go to 205 and Bellator. And I fought Rich Hale, who was the runner-up for the light heavyweight tournament. He's a stud. Yep. And he hit me with just a, a, not even a, like, he was scared. You could watch the punch, it was like a slap. But I had cut so much water that I also, my body locked up. I didn't go to sleep. I'm like, oh, God, I can't move. Mm. And then he just basically pushed me to the ground. And as he was pushing me to the ground, I was using his leg to try to protect my head. So that was the only time that I've ever felt like, oh, God, like, this is not a good that feeling. Like, I can't brutal. move, you know. But, you know, the doctors, obviously, you got to go to the doctors and stuff after that. And they all said I was down, like, 3% fluid on the brain. And they go, all you got to do is be down, like, 1%. And, like, your grandma's purse is going to throw your equilibrium off. So felt great, looked great, trained my right, ass my off. My six-year-old could have knocked you out Pretty that much. Day. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So at least put me on Queer Street where I'm like, oh, God. So, yeah. 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 So, but, yeah, no, it's all about heart, man. It's all about heart getting hit and, you know, moving forward. So, and been doing this game for, what, now almost six years. So, I got more experience than everybody in the BKFC, everyone, Joey included. And, uh, you know, no matter what you say, you learn as you progress. Yep. So, now, Joey, like I said, Beltran's a, a student of the game, and he pays attention. You could tell. He knows what the fuck he's doing. So, give him a lot of respect. It's these other guys that really fought nobodies. They, they were they were big names in the beginning of the sport when there was no competition. Like, pull it up. Look at the, who your competition was. And all your wins are split decision victories, and one of them you should have lost. I, I think Maurice Jackson beat the brakes off Sam Shoemaker. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, as you can tell, I got a little animosity because this dude jumps on my shit. You know, he, he's got he's got no flow. He's got, he don't have any clout. So he's got to jump on my shit and start running his mouth. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I'm trying to bring the best fighter, the best heavyweight in the world right now is Mickey Terrell. Nobody, a lot of guys here don't know who that is, but this is far before the BKFC was ever available. Mickey Terrell, heavyweight, I lost to him at the O2, uh, tore my nose off. So they stopped it in the fourth round because my nose was flapping. Holy but, shit. That's sweet. Yeah, was, but, I mean, I'm sorry, yeah, but that's sweet. Yeah, it, I came out flat. Sweet story. And you can't come out flat against the best in the world. And he pieced me the fuck up. Like, as soon as I hit him once, Mick would tell me, Mick's friends with me. He just goes, yo, you hit me once? I'm not letting that happen again. You know, he goes, I, I didn't see out of my eye for the first, like, round or something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, he'd have to clarify that. But it was something like that. And he just basically gave me a lesson on movement. He just moved. He, like, Good footwork. He says, oh, that's that's a, that ain't happening again. Yeah, bro, he was just moving. He just, you know, I was charging forward like a bull. And, you know, like I said, when I get in that mode where I just buckle down. Oh, were you? Just buckle down. Flight, head. You, yeah, yep. and I just go forward. And he was just making me look like a damn fool. Like, bottom line. Now, I started waking up and coming. Like, my, I don't even know what it was. It was one of those days. And it's like third, fourth round. I started waking up. I started being a little more effective. But at that point, I'm being more effective. And my nose is flipping, right. and, and the ref's like, uh, I think it's Barrington. Uh, he was just like, oh, oh, it's done. Kind of a bullshit stoppage, you know. Should have let it go the whole distance because Mick ain't going to knock me out. Mick, Bro, my nose was still hanging. 
Bro, it was, it was connected. <laughs> it, was was just, there, bro. it was just it was just a flap. You know okay. what I'm saying? It was just flap, like the nostril was flapping. Gotcha. That don't have nothing to do with the fighting. I can still breathe. I can still see. Everything was good. Yeah. It was a bloody fucking mess. If anything, I can do better, bro. It's ripped yeah. open. Right, just open that shit up, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, But, no, I'm in the process of uh, really pushing to get Mick over here because once I get this belt, that's the fight I want. I, I can't consider yourself the best in the world if you don't beat the best that's in the world. That's true. So, and that's Ooh. a guy. that's a guy that, you know, beat me. You know, he was the better man that night, and I think I've progressed since that time. So, you know, and, of course, he's probably progressed as well. So that's the fight. And then Joey Beltran, he he recognizes He knows he's got to beat him. I know I've got to beat him. And then you also have Mark Godbeer. So Godbeer won the Valor Tournament and uh, and then also uh, won the British title for the BKB, which, you know, never existed before that fight. And Godbeer kind of knows that. And uh, the world title was mixed. So, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Mark's in the middle of this. Myself, Mickey, Joey, those are really, in my opinion, those are the top guys. I mean, we did have Sam in there. Sam's obviously getting the shot. So, you know, he'll be fighting him in April in the same card that I'm fighting. So, uh, you know, I'll knock out whoever they put in front of me. And then whoever wins their fight, I'll definitely be jumping that ring. And, you know, what's your, what's your BKFC record? BKFC is one, though. One no one stoppage. Oh, that, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have a he bare he's bare he's bare knuckled in other organizations. Yeah, yeah. in yeah, BKB, yeah. you're yeah. yeah. If you off BKB, uh, BKB put me at four and four. Okay. <laughs> what the reality is, I'm when I left them, I was six and two. So I had two no contests. So I was six and two, and uh, they obviously don't like me, and they they had a little little tiff. You can watch. It. This is how you guys know I'm not full shit. Go up, you go look at YouTube. See if you can see even one victory. It took down all six wins and only left up to four. The two controversial ones, and then Mickey Terrell and Harry Miles. Those are two I legit, those two I'll tell you as a man I lost. Yeah. The other two was Tony Johnson, an American, that came over and we had a jab fest. We do like seven or eight jabs, and I got caught with a fingernail, cut me right open, stopped it right after. Like, there was no, it was nothing. It was not a fight. So backstage, medical staff go, yeah, that looks like almost like a, like a utensil. Something cut you. Mm-hmm. So, I brought up things. Oh, no worries, mate. No worries, mate. No, no contest, mate. We'll, we'll, we'll fix that. Then I fought Pottermore, and you know he's a good guy. I knocked that motherfucker out in the first round. Watch the count. These bitches counted to twenty-one. Even if you counted fast or you count slow, it's twenty to twenty-two is what most people get. I go in to finish the job, and it, he clearly thumbs me. Now, me being me, I'm, I'm just my toughness is kind of a, a, a detriment because I went in. I thought I got hit. So I'm like, fuck, that's the hardest I've ever been hit. I'm like, what the fuck? So I finish the round, my round, go back to the corner, my eyes start swelling. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck? So we go in, and then all of a sudden, anyone watch the fight, my whole demeanor is different. He was hitting me more. I'm, I'm more like kind of like leaping, looking for luck. And uh, they stopped the fight. I'd go to the hospital there because I was like, oh, you were all messed up. You were just, I absolutely was. I, I knew where I was. It was just, I was dizzy, didn't know what was going on. I'm like, what the fuck? I had never been hit so hard in my life. So I thought, I go to the, the whatever the King something uh, hospital over there, and the surgeons come in. They're like, your ocular nerve has been pinched. Something else has been scratched. They go, the only, what were you doing? That something lodged in your eye. That's clear. Something was lodged in your eye. I'm like, oh. I'm like, well, that kind of makes it replay the fight because it's live on the little pay-per-view thing. Clear. His fucking thumb completely disappears in my eye. Off when After I knocked him out, he's leaning back like this. Oh. And it get, we didn't know. Yeah. So I bring it to their attention. Where they, oh, mate, it's fine, mate. No, no problems, mate. Okay, cool. And I also told him after that fight, I said, look, I'm probably not going to come back. 
I'm going to stay in BKFC. I don't want to feel like traveling 15 hours and you guys put me off the Timbuktu. I'm all by my damn self. You don't pay for a corner. You guys are kind of cheap and shit Fucked out. Fucked me twice. Yeah, so I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I have all those correspondence. I have all the medicals. And these assholes go and six weeks later, report me on box truck at four and four. And then like four weeks after that, have some private article done. We released Josh Burns. It's about levels. And I'm like, the fuck? Like if I show, like I can make you look stupid as shit right now. I could just pull out all the, your own words say, oh, no problem, mate. We understand like I was going, you know? So I'm just like, you know, I let that go. You know, it's obviously still kind of ticks me off, but at the end of the day, you know, is what it is. It is what it is. So well, you're almost about to be fucking BKFC fucking champion. And so. I see, I see on that post. I see uh, Joey was jumping on the post that you made too. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Joey and I get along great. He says this is good shit. Yeah, yeah. So Joe, obviously he's cool fighting you too. So. Yeah, Joey wants to fight. We, I mean, Joey and I have talked. We've talked, and we both agree. You know, it is what it is. <sighs> we'll, we'll see if Sam shows up. If Sam doesn't show up, then. You know, I've already been confirmed by Dave and Nate that I'll, I'm the mandatory fill-in. So, um, but like I said, Sam's the kind of guy that he, I consider him more of a fear fighter. So he don't like to fight punchers. He gets scared. You can see it in, the, in his body gestures, everything. And, but he's fighting a volume fighter. Joey Beltran's a volume fighter. He's not going to come out there and knock you out with one punch. He's going to beat the dog tar out of you for five rounds, and you're either going to drop from exhaustion or you're going to look like hamburger meat, one or the other. And I, Sam's the kind of guy, in my opinion, not just purely my opinion, but I think he's the kind of guy that feels safe with that. He feels safe fighting a guy that's, well, he don't have power, and I can hit him, I can knock him out. That's his opinion. But fighting a guy like me, I don't, I'm not you. I don't run around, joke around like, you know, toting that I hit some pad real hard. You fuck right off. My body of work proves it. I've knocked every person I've fought out except for two guys. So that were real fights. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, look, it is what it is. So if Sam pulls the shit, you know, pulls the rabbit out of his ass and beats Joey, motherfucker, you can't run. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, I've never pulled out of a fight. I'm like, bro, the only reason I got sorrow is because I had three fights slotted with you. First one was not his fault. We both got shut down by Kansas. We had three other occasions that I got phone calls, and I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. And I'm going to just say, I said, yes, let's do it. And I'm going to tell you, so obviously somebody else didn't show up, didn't whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Make whatever excuse you want. So then we had, we had a fight in Selena, Kansas. We were supposed to fight. Dude, don't call till Monday, the week of the fight, to say, oh, I got COVID. I went on a hunt trip and got COVID. Okay, cool. So all them wild animals out there, they don't got COVID. Okay, cool. What I make whatever fucking excuse you want, you didn't show up. That's you not coming. So yeah. at the end of the day, that's when I was approached by the brass and said, look, we're done dicking around. What do you think about this? I didn't know who the fuck Sarah was. I'm like, let's do it. I need to get my feet wet yep. in this organization. Let's do it. You know? So, and that's what we did. And, you know, now we're here. The more you can fight. The fucking better. That's right. that's my opinion. Right. Well, I mean, I want to fight the best. So, I mean, at that time, you know, I think that their idea was, you know, put Shoemaker in there. And, you know, if I can get rid of him pretty quick, that's going to put me on a nice path right to the belt. Mm-hmm. If I don't, then I'm a pretender and I'm everything that uh, Shoemaker says. I'm a fucking, uh, what do you call me, a gatekeeper and a veteran. And I'm old school. I'm like, One of those gatekeepers, huh? Huh? How old are you? How old do you think I am, bro? I'd say oh. you're about 33, 34. There you so. go. That sounds good to me. Yeah. That's <laughs> that sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Uh, no. <laughs> it's, I'm real guess. I'd say about 41. Yeah, 42. 
42. So okay, I thought you were in your 30s too. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? It is what it is. So this gatekeeper is a, so my ass. What if you got that fucking belt? Then you are the gatekeeper. Well, well so our yeah. gatekeeper in that in that sense means like he's an, he's a veteran that that holds the door for the old guy for the new guys oh, coming so in. Oh, so he's the okay. So yeah. if they can't beat me. They he's don't belong. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Here so, you can go to the title. Yeah. So <laughs> it is what it is. It's funny though because we're we're still in the first we're still in the first gen, the first era of this yep. bare knuckle. I started six, seven years ago, six years ago, and these guys are babies, and y'all ain't fought nobody. And these Americans, I don't give a fuck what you tell me. I'm an American. I love being American, but y'all babies. These Europeans been doing this shit for hundreds of years. That's never stopped. They did bail, bail, bales of hay and circle. Like, you got a problem? In the UK, they don't got guns and shit like that. They go, you know what? Fuck you. I don't like you. Let's go meet out here at 3 o'clock. And you'll get 30 guys out there. I think they call them straighteners over there. So you show up with your money. They show up with their money. Someone holds it. Bare knuckle fight. When you're done, you're made to shake hands. It's done. Take the money. you done. Oh. Like that, These guys have done this since kids. We ain't like that over here. They're, right. We, in my opinion, it's kind of a pussy fucking nation now. It could be a 120-pound guy who can run his mouth to a guy like you. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you. Okay, now I'll shoot you. Like, all right. You ain't a man. We're losing. We're losing real men. Because we don't have to back up our fucking mouse. You know, mm-hmm. and the internet just makes it even worse. So, and point blank, makes it worse. Like, like you know, obviously I kind of have a kick for Sam. It'd be great if he does win. But uh, I really don't think he gets past Joey. But guy like that, he's like, oh. Joey's the champion? Joey yep. is the champion. Yep. You know, this guy comes on my shit. It's like, you know, oh, you're disrespecting me. wanting to fight, you know, get the fight for Joey before me. I'm like, first of all, you dumb shit. Like, that's the fight game. I, why the fuck would I want to fight you? You you rank number four. Oh, they can change MMA insiders. All, these guys all rankings don't mean dick. Right. Go to Scott Burt. Scott Burt's got the real rankings, and the real rankings was you were fourth, bro. I was third. You were behind me, and that's simply because you pulled out of fights, and that was their explanation. So at the end of the day, say whatever you want. I'm not going to try to fight you, even if you're number two. Why the fuck do I want to fight you? Okay. I want to fight the best guy, and the best guy is Joey Beltran. So, and you take that, you think that's disrespectful to you? Cool, no problem. You're how de- how you gonna feel when I knock your big ass out and you on the ground? And I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't have the beef like I had with with Sorrow. Right. So I just walk away. It's cool. And then now all this shit you talked about me. What, what are you gonna say? Are you gonna be like Sorrow now, who ran his fucking mouth, and then after I knocked your ass out, oh well, I don't feel bad losing to the number three heavyweight in the world, and like you gonna turn that, you gonna turn that corner, you know? What are you gonna do? Yeah, and my yes. boy Kenzie Morrison, Kenzie Morrison beat the living dog shit out of fucking Sam with gloves, ten ounce gloves, and Kenzie fights the way I fight, same exact style. That's Time Morrison's son, same way, fights the same way. I think I probably hit a little harder, but Kenzie's you know still grown. He's gonna get mm-hmm. bigger, but. Uh, I watched that fight. Pulled up on YouTube. Sam has the worst fucking like the worst sportsmanship. Won't shake the guy's hand. I mean, he literally got knocked all over that ring. Was stumbling all over himself, and then wouldn't shake the dude's hand because he didn't think you should have been stopped. I'm like, bro, he's got the dog shit beat out of you. Just take it like a man. Shake up, be good, and move on and become yeah, better. Take it like a fucking man. Yeah, dude. Be, be, this be, is be a done. man sport. Right? Now, another thing that's different is uh, MMA. Usually, is well, UFC is five or. It's three rounds at five minutes where bare knuckle is two, right? Two yep, minutes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we got two minute rounds, five, two minute rounds. So yep. this is a, uh, where MMA is more of a marathon, right? It's more of a jog. And you pick, you pick certain moments of sprint. Boxing is more of a, uh, I would say more like a, like a 5k, 
you know? Yeah. So you pick and choose when you're going to go. Like a triathlon. Yeah. So, and then I would say, like, uh, if we're compared to track, it'd be, you know, bare-knuckle fighting is kind of like the 800 meter. Like, you can't... Forward, just you come can't, out. Yeah, yeah, you can't sprint the whole motherfucker, but you're going to be about 90% the entire time if you're properly conditioned because you've got you got to get on and you got to go. Yep. You know? It makes... it That time limit, in my eyes, obviously, is probably why they did it. It makes you have to fight. You got to fight. You have to fight. Oh, 10 minutes, dude. Yeah. You have to. There is no, there yeah. is no running around a couple minutes no. feeling. There's a little, was weird, there's like a little feel out, and then it's bang. I thought it was weird when I first seen it. Mm. Like two minute rounds, they can't do shit in two minutes. And I was like, oh, bare knuckle, you can do some. Oh shit. fuck yeah, it only takes one. Only takes one in bare knuckle. And, and yeah. the, another great thing is, you know, uh, Dave set up the toe the line, so you're yeah. starting fucking whatever a foot from. That's one, cool. Uh, I like that. The toe, yeah. toe to the line. It even yep. says it on the fucking mat. Yep, that's pretty cool to me. Yeah. I think it's it's uh, a different. I like the whole the whole, whole branding. It's everything, a whole different even feel. Knuckle yeah. up, you know yeah. all that. that. Just yeah, it's just, I mean you either come to the fight or you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, Dave says that every time before we fight, meets the fighter meeting before you know the night of the fight. He's like, listen, I'm not paying you guys to come out there and pussyfoot around. Yep, go out there, fight your fucking ass off, win, lose or draw. You'll be coming back if you fight, and you gotta fight though. Don't That's be what these, said. Yeah, yeah, don't be said these that. guys that fucking come out there and pity pattern and try to play it safe. Because most likely, win or lose, it don't matter. You're probably not going to get a call back. I forget who it is. They've lost three of them, but the only reason they keep getting Cause fights they is because the they're time. they're banging the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I forget who it is. I forget. John McAllister. Was. John McAllister, he lost to Sorrow, and uh, and he lost to... Uh, God, he just lost but on Those are the card. best fights. I don't... If yeah, he truthfully, comes to fight. Yeah. I'd, I would prefer to lose that way than fucking... Yeah, it, you know, oh shit, I could have done more. No, you just poured your whole heart out here. You, yep. maybe you could have, you could have, you know, if fate had it, you hit him instead of him hitting you, type right. thing. But other than that, you did everything you could. Hundred percent. I mean, you know, it's it's a fight game, man. You got to fight. Come to fight. Anything, whole anything can happen. You know, you can't fucking. You got to believe. You got to believe in it. So you got to be more precise with your punching too, because you can break your fucking hand real quick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I broke not my... like a brick. Well, you know, I broke up like that. I broke my hand what three times in MMA, twice in boxing, and I've yet to break my hand in bare knuckle. And really, I'm the I'm the guy. When you watch me fight, I don't. You got nine fights bare knuckle. Yeah, eight or no, fuck eight. Eight wins. Uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven fights now. Eleven fights. Yeah. So, uh, but don't break my hand. And if you watch how I fight, every time I'm going to try to hit you, I'm going to try to hurt you. Yeah. You know, and well, you hit hard as fuck, dude. I feel like your hand would just go. It looks like you could, you you could punch me and knock him out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For real, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, you know, it's just, you you know, my buddy, John Chilbeck, he, he just got on the last card too. He's going to, he'll be a world champion for sure. And, uh, I've known him for a while and we talked about it before his first fight. And I'm just like, look, you know, do everything you do. Just we're leading. We're leading with, you know, the proper the proper technique. But you're still punching. You're punching hard. I mean, his hand got swollen up after the fight. Didn't break, but you could tell he he punched with the right ones. And you know, you got alignment of the bones, and you mm-hmm. lead with those two, and that you're usually going to be all right. So okay, you lead with the, that's what Quentin said too. You yeah, lead a, with these two. You lead with you these. To, you want to connect okay. because you have an alignment of the ulna and radius. You're not going to get fucked up in these. Uh, you know, I've I've, I've my knuckles have got messed up, and you can see his fingers like all bent, weird. Uh, yeah. That was from the sorrow fight, which I have no idea what the hell happened. But <laughs> that's that's the injury from his, his fight. It just kind of flops around now. So 
So what, what what do you have? You guys do have, like... Wrist wraps. Um, they allow us to go, so basically two fingers behind the knuckle, so you basically go with about an inch behind the knuckle, so you can get the base of the metacarpals and then really support the wrist. Okay. So, so it's has bare. nothing to do, because I see those MMA fighters, they have fucking four Oh, yeah, well, that's, of yeah, that. it's just, I mean, it's just like boxing. They wrap the hands identical to boxing. They're just okay. enough that they can get it into an MMA glove, which is a little tighter than a boxing glove. Okay. So, yeah. That's, because I see it, you guys just, just have your fucking wrist. That's to not fucking break your fucking Yeah, it just helps wrist. you, yeah, it helps you not helps break you your stabilize. wrist. Be able to stay in the fight if you punch right. So, uh, yeah. You said something, you said Mark Coleman's your brother. Yeah. So that's pretty fucking epic that he's training you, obviously. He yeah. was in your corner yeah, last he's like, time. He's, he's the hammer, too. Yeah, well, so Mark and I have known each other for a while, and, you know, he blessed me. You know, obviously he's not my biological yeah, brother, yeah, yeah, but he's yeah. like my brother. And uh, he blessed me with the, the hammer. And there's a lot of hammers out there, but I'm pretty sure, and just like Mark said, I'm the only one that he gave the permission. Like, he passed it down to me, which is an honor. He passed well, the hammer. Because he's retired now. That's yeah, sweet. Yeah, so, and he's the original hammer, the godfather of ground and pound. And, you know, he's just intense. He calls me at least once or twice a week. <laughs> Same thing every time. Clock's ticking, JB. The clock's ticking. So just tell me, get on my shit. Whether I don't feel good, do feel good, yep. get out and train. And the best thing, you know, we've talked about this, you know, look at Foreman. Uh, old, the, the last thing you lose as a man is strength. And the number one thing you need in fighting as a heavyweight is your strength. Mm-hmm. Now, agility and speed, all that's great, which people don't realize. I'm a lot faster than people realize. And I think the sorrow fight proved it. You know, a lot of people are like, what the fuck? You threw a triple jab. You know, it was just, I wasn't thinking about it. I just did it. And he, he, he was going in a straight line. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to keep going. Why not? And then right at Why the not? end. Yeah, so, but most heavyweights don't. Most heavyweights are one-twos. One-two, maybe a three. So the speed's nice, but power's it. Power's what you need. And especially in this sport, and you watch these heavyweights, not a lot of these heavyweights have the same, I would say, Joey does, has the same, uh, you know, aggression, comes out to fight, comes out to mess you up. So uh, not many fighters do that. You know, they come out there, especially heavyweights, you know, pawing, worried, like, oh, it's a heavyweight. Man, fuck, dude. Hey, you're going to get hit. You're going to get hit. Mm-hmm. Might as well try to get yours off first, you know? So, and in this sport, it really is about who, who gets off first. I think BK, uh, BKFC is going to be big, a lot bigger. There's oh, yeah. going to be some fucking champions. Like, yeah. motherfuckers come in here, like, because they'll go to the UFC and they'll be like, okay, I, I kind of don't want this because I got to be a character and I got to do all this. Yeah. And now I'm going to go here and just bang out because some motherfuckers just want to bang. Yep. They don't care about talking shit. Hey, T, yeah. you guess what? I hear Shaq's trying to get invested in the BKFC too. Yeah, I think he's already. I think he's smart. He, he owns a lot of He was there. He was already. I think he's already involved. Is he? I think yeah. he, my show was the first show that he had come to. And uh, it was kind of cool because he pulled me aside on his way out. They just let me know that the fight with Sorrow, he goes, your fight really was the, the exclamation point on the night for me. He goes, that really that's got my sweet. night going, which was pretty cool. That's you know, sweet. The, yeah. You know, he reposted my fight on his IG. Um, it Technically, it's a it's a highlight of, like, multiples, but mm-hmm. obviously I'm the first one that, that's on there. So, and uh, getting that compliment was pretty cool, you know, yeah. and uh, it's a giant man. <laughs> Felt like a child saying that. Hey, hey, brother. <laughs> so cool ass fight, bro. And that's what I think. Like he's big compared to me, and I'm thinking like Shaq makes him look like a child. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's huge. If I were to shake Shaq's hand, my hand would disappear. Yeah, yeah. I don't have long hands. I got real fatty hands, like meaty hands. And when we shook hands, you know, bro hugged it. It like 
Yeah. <laughs> it engulfed my hand. I'm like, God damn. That's a fucking, that's a that's specimen. A, that's a large human being. They changed the NBA <laughs> for him. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that, yeah, so I, it, that's cool that you got to meet him. What, who have you got to meet doing uh, BKB and BKFC? Oh, well, I mean, you, MMA world, I've met everybody. I mean, everybody, because I've lived in Vegas for like six years. So everybody, <laughs> literally, you name my But you are right. from Detroit? Um, I'm actually, I was uh, born in Lima, Ohio, and uh, grew up in Southern California until I was about 15, I think, 14, 15. And then my dad was vice president of Wendy's, so we moved back to Dublin, Ohio. And then uh, once I could get out, I moved up here to train under uh, Manny Stewart under Kronk. And, you know, God bless Oh, him. so that's where you, okay. Yeah, yeah so. Kronk. But yeah. That, it, that's legendary. Anybody yeah. that knows anything about fighting knows. Yeah, so that, legendary I mean, I the, the elite boxers and yeah. got my ass beat for a good five, six years. <laughs> I, I finally got respect at the fourth year. <laughs> One of the only white boys in there besides Andy Lee. But Andy Lee was actually a world champ. Like, he was up there. So, but, uh, you know. Earn your stripes, man. Earn your stripes. Yeah. And then to the point to where then, you know, Manny was just like, look, this boxing shit ain't for you. He goes, I got rid of the Tyson era. He goes, I, and it was, that was his thing. He goes, I got rid of the Tyson era with Lennox Lewis. Yep. He goes, we Lennoxed everybody. You know, the long range. That's where the clutch goes and all those, the long rangey fighters, you know. So he's like, you know, that, that clenching shit, take that to MMA. So <laughs> trained with him for a while and then, uh, you know, really started focusing on the MMA, you know. Okay. So, yeah. So good stuff. That's sweet. Uh, and what you were just you were boxing from five all the way until school. Like boxing, three. kickboxing, Muay Thai. Yeah. And then when you moved up here, he told you to fucking go. To it was to focus more on the MMA. I mean, I wrestled in school. And, I was just you know. gonna ask, do you ever wrestle? You'd be. It, it seems like you'd be a fucking monster. Yeah, yeah, no, wrestler. I wrestled. Yeah, I only wrestled for you know a year in high school and then collegially and then. Uh, you know, oh, so when you were smaller, gun. I seen that picture. Yeah, that you were tiny, dude. Crazy, bro. <laughs> you were tiny. I can't you even see like that guy in you anymore. Dudes, <laughs> uh, you know that—that that was my kickboxing days and boxing days. So I was a little kid, <laughs> a little guy. But uh, but you know, you grow. And when did pops. you fucking beef up, bro? Well, how old were you in that picture? Uh, that picture was fourteen. Okay. So, oh, you were four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I just moved out from California, Ohio. So, but you know, my dad's six five, three thirty, built just like me. So, and, yeah, that's a specimen right there. You know, mm-hmm. special forces, army ranger, eighty second airborne, like. Oh, Trust a real me, man. It was, it was a real man, real man. So I, yeah. I, I learned uh, tough you lessons in life. You still back down to him. <laughs> 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yeah, I exactly. will clean my room. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I'm 41 years old. Looks at you all. Okay, I'm sorry. You're yeah, right. No, you're no, right. You're right, Dad. You're right. I, sh- I should do better. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's always room to change. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, does he support the bare knuckle boxing? Yeah, no, he's supported. I mean, he's the one that obviously put me in the fight game to begin with. So he's a big football guy. You know, he had his his time in the in the limelight playing ball, and uh, you know, so he just I'm I'm just a poor sport. I'm just gonna tell you right now. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> so when I say that, like, uh, so <laughs> I I played fo- you know football in high school. You know, for my pops. You know, it was fun. You know, do it myself, but. I was the kind of guy. If you fucked up, we do. You're my middle linebacker, and we lose a game because you screwed up. I was the guy throwing guys on top of fucking cars after the game, and I'm supposed to be like co-captain. And they're throwing. They're you know, I'm not supposed to be doing. that. I'm supposed to yeah. be setting examples. Hey, so, setting examples. Yeah, I'm gonna drive your fucking head through this jeep. Chair. I yeah. slipped. Why are you being so mean? Yeah, nah, so 
That's why we Dude, moved. I just showed up flat, dude. You said it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I was, I'm bad, man, because if, if, like, that's why I went to wrestling. You know, yeah, in Ohio, it's a team sport. Because um, you have to hold yourself accountable. Yourself, like, you're, you're the team. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's fault but my own. So when I look in the mirror, if I lose, that's my fault. You ever you punched know? a mirror before? No. No, oh, okay. I, be honest with you, I've been you fighting. Fucking idiot. I've been fighting so long, bro. Like, like, it's hard to get me ramped up outside, you know, outside the cage or outside the ring or outside of training. Even training, you know, most guys will tell you, like, oh, that's the greatest guy in the world to spar with because, you know, everyone's like, oh, you got to spar, you got to spar the way you fight. I'm living proof that that is just not the truth. I can just push myself, put myself in situational uh, positions where. I'm not cracking dudes. Like, I literally fight guys that are 195, 225 pounds. They're, they might not hit hard, like as hard as a heavyweight, but they still, they still crack. They move faster, and they just beat the dog tar out of I me. I think that's what you're supposed to do if, if you're a heavyweight. You should be sparring well, with these fucking small guys because they're going to be running around you. Yeah. It's going to keep your cardio up. Everyone, yeah. I For me, my the only nemesis I have, and that's why Joey's probably so damn confident fighting me, is like cardio has always been my battle. That's always been a problem for me and uh you know so i do fight with the little like spar and do the little guys now tyson when he was at him he'd go through sparring partners weekly because he was taking their heads off right and but he also had the money to pay for it so for me the guys that i pay to come in you know i'm not paying them so i can knock them out like i already know i can knock people out and bare knuckles different so for me this is to run around literally to just beat the basically the the (laughs) At the end of the day, you want to fight the man. The man's Joey Beltran right now. So you pay guys to come in and mimic Joey Beltran, which is still pretty hard. You can't get a heavyweight to do that because no heavyweight. Joey's the king cardio for a reason. Mm-hmm. A motherfucker moves like a middleweight. So, and you got to respect that. So I get the most dangerous 95, 205 pounders I can find that will literally imitate that. And just literally from, you know, round, we do usually about 18 rounds of sparring. And it was Ooh. like, oh, my God, 18 rounds. But realistically, let's be honest, I, I'll do, like, four or five. And then I still spar another one. But <laughs> round six, I'm, I'm just being defensive, trying to get my wind, you know, because I'm not a cardio king. And, uh, and then you pick it up and get do it again. But these little guys are rotating in on you. Mm-hmm. So they're always they're just always fresh, they're always fresh, and they never stop. But if I can get to the point to where I can weather that, you know, for me, my, my offense is my defense. So, you know, and uh, that that's, like I said, it's the Ali, you know, Ali Foreman. You know, Foreman punched himself out, and Ali was the fucking superior conditioned athlete. So, you know, right now going into it, that's basically what Joey and I would be. I don't think Sam beats Joey, so I really feel that I'll be the one stepping in the cage to challenge Joey for the belt in April. So That'd be your first belt? Yeah, yeah, I fought. <laughs> I've, uh, I've only fought for one other belt, and that was the world title, bare-knuckle title in Europe. And uh, like I said, those got ripped off, oh. and uh, you know, he stopped it in the fourth. Not because oh. I stopped throwing. Right. <laughs> it was they decided to stop it because of blood. So uh, would uh, do you think they would still in BKFC? Do you think they would still uh, call that fight off for the? I, honestly, I don't think BKFC would. I honestly think that BKFC. I think they let you fight. That's a my nose like that. That's that's not a permanent. If damp. it's serious, like big old gas above your eye, and if your eye or something to do with vision or something like that, I can see them stopping it. You know, because that, you gotta look out for the future of the fighter. But if it's your nose, that's purely cosmetic and superficial. You know, all you gotta do is so, staple it together. Bro, trust me, I, I was backstage when they bro grab me a stapler. We'll do this. No, it's not. It's, it's not. It's not that cool. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> when they fucking sewed that shit up, there was. No numbing, no nothing. People talk about getting that septum pierced. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rough. 
So imagine getting pierced like six times through that motherfucker, and then four times over here, and they're trying to line it up with no, Ooh. no, no I mean stuff. Trust me, that was worse than it did the pretty fight. good. It was it was horrible. <laughs> I can't lie to you. That was horrible. If I if I could have cried and hid in the corner, I would have done it at that point. So, <sighs> so yeah, there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, but you'd do it again. What's that? You you do that fight all over you again. Told no, you said if you get the no, title, you yeah. want to fight that your that nose guy. would be ripped again. You'd still 100%, do it again. Hundred percent, because there's always that chance that I could, you know, I could clip him. Mm-hmm. So you know, and that's that's kind of the point of the game. Is that who you're gonna call out if you get the belt? If I went call when, out, old boy from is he still in BKB? No, 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 fuck no. He walked away from them as well. So uh, no, he's he, bring uh, your ass here, boy. He, he, no, he yeah, he's coming. Um, I've been working with him as managers and trying to get him connected over here so he could come because uh, when I win, not if when I win okay. that belt, okay, okay, uh, that's one hundred percent who I'd call out. But he needs to give himself at least one fight, you know, to knock the ring rust off because he's been off for. Uh, over two years, so um, but the hundred percent that only makes sense because he is the best. Because you would feel like you beat the best, right? The Question w- about COVID. COVID obviously it stopped events for a little bit. Yeah. But I know the UFC has two locations where they fight yeah. now. Now, how does that work for for bare knuckle? Well, you just, you find. Venues I mean, that are see, willing. Five venues and states. You know, obviously Florida's been pretty uh, lenient and, you know, be, just be smart mm-hmm. about what you do. Uh, Mississippi also, same thing. You know, just uh, limited numbers, but be smart on how you do things. Uh, but they've, from what I can see, they've basically been doing Florida, Mississippi. Um, I know Alabama's in talks. Arizona's in talks. For no, spring. Michigan, though. No. Uh, no. Whitmer, Whitmer ain't going to let nothing happen. Yeah, Whitmer's a joke. So, yeah. <laughs> It is what it is. I'm not going to go political, yeah. but yeah, I can't stand her. So, yeah. but uh, but yeah. So, but you know, we do we do it safe. We do testing. We do everything we got to do, and uh, the mask thing and all that jazz. And uh, you know, and we've been able to have great shows. That's yeah. sweet. That's uh, it's it's good that everybody's getting around it now. Everybody's figuring shit out to do, and now everything's starting to come back. Do you yeah. think it's ever going to be? Back it'll. I don't think it'll ever be back to the way we think of. Oh, what normal is, but yeah. I think we're gonna always have to wear the masks. I think. Oh, fuck gonna, that! No, I no, don't. No. I I think that's what's gonna happen. This shit's ninety nine point seven percent survivability rate. That's like, come on. At the end of the day, uh, they politicize this shit. So mm-hmm. when oh, they politicize it, when they politicize shit, then it gets a life of its own. Now it doesn't mean it's not real because I got the shit and I had every symptom you could have and it lasted literally for six I'm just looking days. at look at China. They're still wearing the masks and everybody always said it was for pollution, but that's not Bro, they've what been, it is. It, it, well, okay, so I fought in Japan and, and been over there with Randleman and Coleman and all those guys and man but, 20 years ago, bro, they all wearing masks. It's, it's just because they're so close in proximity, and the Asians are the Asians. They're so, stacked on top of each other over there. Yeah, and, and China right now doesn't have any limitations. They don't have a COVID problem. They don't. They don't. So at the end of the day, we politicize it. We're we the make, only make, ones make, with the COVID We're making it. Yeah, still. we're making it a big-ass deal. Yeah, now, now, UK, they're locked down, too. And, but oh, they're, they're, they're they really actually got, yeah. like, for real locked so down until, a couple months ago. Yeah, until six more weeks. They got six more weeks. I got friends over there who I talked to. Matter of fact, I talked to one this morning. And uh, they got six more weeks, so they're going. The fighters are going nuts, but there's loopholes for fucking everything. Mm-hmm. Give them a fucking contract from here. They go, okay, cool. They can go to the embassy. They can get their shit. They can go to Dubai. They can stay there for 14 days, and they come right to America. You're fine. 
It's quarantine. 14 days, you're good. Come on, let's go. You came from a country that's that's not a high risk. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, that's how yeah. got here. And, and so you got to quarantine in a country that's not high risk? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Come? Yeah. Okay. Right, you know, and I'm not educated yeah. in this area, but yeah. from that, from what I saw, what Mark Godbeer and, and Tyler Goodjohn did, that's what they did. They went to Dubai for 14 days, mm-hmm. shot out here to America, and Lord have it, they both got COVID once they got here, but they also went to huh. Vegas, and God bless them. I just, they, they doing it all on their own. Didn't have a team, didn't do, you know, Kristen Ferreira, she was doing everything she could. She was their sole team and uh, doing everything that she could for them, but uh, I don't know what they did, but they lived together, so... Mm-hmm. Good John got it. Godbeer got it. Godbeer got it a lot worse than 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 Tyler. He was able. Tyler was able to shake it. But that's another thing. Everyone talks shit about Tyler. Tyler's a friend of mine, and I, you know everyone's like, "Oh, fuck the birds, fuck." You know, look, Tyler might not be the best in the world, but he's trying to prove that he is. And that dude can fight. And he can't. He, yeah. he can't fight. And you got to think he came off that COVID. Fourteen days. He got off the COVID protocol fourteen days before the fight, but he tested negative, which made him, if he wanted to fight, he legally could fight. The commission was okay with it. Yep. He he didn't come out here not to fight. He came out and he fought uh, uh, Bennett, and Bennett actually was trained. Bennett usually don't train for fights. Charles trained for that fight for a whole month, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for him that's a lot because that dude right. don't train. He's just a natural freak. So and you know Tyler got the dub, you know got the nod, and you know I think he's got a lot to prove, and I think he wants to prove it. So, and obviously, you know, he's not going to go to BKB or anymore or anything like that. So, this is where he's got to, you know, he's got to make his stand. So, and then Mark, hell, Mark and I were going to fight. You know, that's what we wanted. But then they had Mark and Sam, and then obviously he pulled out and Bobo got to step in with Sam. He's a fucking legend. That would be sweet. So, no, not Mark Coleman. Oh. No, no, Mark. I was going to say, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Duh. Yeah, Coleman. <laughs> Coleman's fine, bro. No, he ain't fighting that again. Yeah, he's old, man. I was like, he's, he's a legend, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, but. Uh, you never heard him. <laughs> no. And I'll tell you what, you don't want to get hit by Mark, man. No way. He hits like a damn well, freight train, bro. I don't want to get hit by none of y'all. Mm-mm. No, so, yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, you can get over from there. You can come. You just got to have, got to basically got to have a contract. Got a contract and a good manager, and they know exactly what to do. It's easy. So it's not easy, but I like they that, get done. that Abu Dhabi is like the the peace grounds right now. You go there, chill out for a few days, then you can come here. Yeah, yeah. You know they've got that bubble. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, literally right now, like most of the guys that I know from the UK that are professional fighters, they're not even in the UK anymore. They basically live and train out of out of Abu Dhabi. Or mm-hmm. out, out, Jesus. Uh, what I just Dubai. said, Dubai, Dubai. Thank you. Yeah, so <laughs> you got me, Abu yeah. Dhabi. So anyway, so yeah, Dubai. They're all trained out of Dubai, and that, that's where they're fighting out. Of. Most of the European fighters train, train and fight out of there. But I think Godbeer and Tyler kind of did it different, where they just were there 14 days doing their own fitness, and then they jumped out here to train. Most of the UK fighters are training in Dubai, stay in Dubai, and then when it's time to leave, then they head on out. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different, you know. It's it's kind of like the the games I did when I first fought for the UK. I mean they don't pay great and they fly you out you get shit there's a fight that so what you just flew out there like a couple weeks before not a couple weeks my ass fly out three days before so and uh hell one time i fought i flew out the day of the fight by the time i flew out the day before the fight but when i landed it was the day of the fight got off the plane it was like 15 hours went to the venue weighed in went back to the to where i was staying at the fighter house tried to get a two-hour nap went back fought that night that's nuts you win yeah knocked him out so, and they, so what they, the they, fuck you I'm think? To to of bed, course bitch. I did. Oh, they, that's and that was that's when all the games with BKB really started. Was that fight? Because basically, 
you know, they're like, oh, mate, we love working. You're so easy. It's because, one, I didn't ask for a million dollars. I was just trying to get experience, pay for my shit, make it so I don't lose money coming out here. We're good. And then that's when they started playing games, started switching up, literally switching opponents up day of, two weeks before, one week before. And this, I was supposed to fight this guy named Ferry, who's a really good fighter for them out there. And he, he's really dominant until he got in trouble with the law. And uh, they, they, for some reason, he got he couldn't fight. And I'm, I get there and they're like, oh, here, mate, this is who you're going to fight. Some six foot seven, 270 pound white boy that's shredded. I'm like, okay, it's a big boy. Like, okay. Went in there and, and he's strong, but you, know, you can't see it because they obviously take that shit down. But, yep. you know, I knocked his ass out. So it was what it was. So yep. you just got to do what you got to do. So it sounds like it sucks over there at BKB. <laughs> it, it, in the beginning, I, I can be fair. Like, I'm, I'm not a hater. Like, in the beginning, they were good. They took care of us, and they were cool. And then all of a sudden, these, they're, they're just like two little weasels. They basically got bigger than their britches, and they thought they were big time and this and that. And the reality, Oh, my shit don't stink now? So you pretty can, much. Yep, you do so, whatever the fuck I say. Like my Pottermore fight that I fought, you know, they stuck me in a hotel by myself, didn't send a corner. Oh, don't worry, mate. You're like family over there. We'll get someone to corner you. I'm like, whatever. I'm a fighter. I don't need someone in my ear. Yeah. So, and <laughs> sent me in some fucking... A hotel that was off the beaten path. Nobody ever, nobody from. They didn't even drive me to the damn hotel. They're like, "Oh, you're you're a full grown adult, mate. You can you can take these trains." Now, mind you, if you're not about the train system over there, the Piccadilly something like you're forty five minutes switching from one train to another train underground. And if you fuck it up, you literally can fuck it up. Like you'd be way off the beaten path. So dude, how did I fucking end up in Amsterdam? Dude? Yeah, bro, <laughs> it, it, it's retarded. It was retarded. So. You know, I just started losing a lot of respect for them because I'm just like, you know what? It is what it is, man. But the Fight fighters... Fuck, fuck with me, dude. That's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, the fighters are good. You know, Jimmy Sweeney's a great dude. Um, there's a lot of good guys. Sean George, you know, um, hell, even that the uh, the guy I fought, I was just saying, like, he, he's a good dude. Like, they're not bad guys. It's just the promoters, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a reason they pay you I cash. Like it's more respect than bare knuckle. What's that? The, the fight the fighters have more a little bit more respect. Besides, I guess the guys for bare knuckle. Yeah, it's, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Think, I mean, you're you're risking it all, legit. Like yeah. you legit. You know, when when Podmore thumbed me, I don't think he even realized he thumbed me because we kept fighting, and it's not like done on purpose. Yeah. But this is the kind of shit where you really fuck yourself up. Yeah, you get fucked up. Pop that eyeball, bro. That's literally that's funny. That's literally with the surgeon. My girl flew. Now my girl works for Delta, so she literally when she found out they weren't going to let me fly, I was going to have to have surgery. They were going to put gas in it or something, blow it up, and so I couldn't fly for like I think it was six weeks or some shit. I'd have to take a boat, is what they said. Well, you can always take a boat. And I'm like, who the fuck takes boats nowadays? Because the pressure. Yeah. yeah. And how okay. long would that take? I'll take the a boat, boat for like a week. Overseas? I have no idea. <laughs> Fuck, bro, I have no the idea. The fucking Titanic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All I know is my girl, she got on a plane. You know, she was working a, a stretch, and she got on a plane, immediately came out. And she was with me when the surgeons were telling me this. So and I'm like, what the fuck? And they're clearly, they're like, yo, like, you literally, you got jammed, and something was lodged in your eye. You're lucky your eyeball didn't pop out, because I guess there's whatever the things are here, uh, stress, like, everything was bruised. Like, stress, like, basically eyeball's going to pop out. And the surgeon goes, you know, to be honest with you, your eye could pop out and we could put it right back in and you'd be fine. I'm like, that's kind of gross to think about. Kind of should pop out and make my job a little easier. Yeah, I'm just like, fuck, bro. (laughs) So, yeah, so we went through all that and and at that point, that's when we were just like, you know what? And these jokers, you know, I had a... um, Martin, who's a guy that actually works for BKB, super nice guy. They always rise and give him a hell of a time, but, uh, you know, super good guy. He basically was there with me the entire time until... 
until uh, my girl came and he came on his own for concert. Like he came by just because he's my boy. And, uh, you know, he sat there and listened to the surgeon say the same thing. And then my girl got there and then we had to go to the specialist because the ER doctors were like, yeah, you know, you got to go see this guy. This is a right. specialist. You can't fly until then. We have all the documents, all the paperwork. And, you know, it's irritating, but you know what? It is what it is. It's a wild west over there. They can kind of do what they want to say. That's why they pay you cash. Like then I'm surprised they haven't been shut down because they're avoiding taxation. Like you're not, you couldn't do it here. The fuck if you go to a BKFC event and Dave hands you an envelope of cash. Here you go, mate. Good job. Like, yeah. wait a minute, who are you reporting this you shit? Like, tomorrow. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I thought you know. we were professionals. Over right. Here. Yeah. It, it, it is what it is, though. So you know, bigger move on, bigger, better things now. And BKSC, we gotta. You I know. like how I like how Dave wants to fight. He just wants you to bang. He don't care if it's. Uh, yeah. He wants you to put on a show. He don't want you to fucking exactly. yeah, come he, in there and. Dave, Dave used to be a fighter himself, so he's got that. He's got that grit of a fighter, and he knows what it takes. And if you make the mental decision that you want to fight bare knuckle, make the fucking decision. You need to commit to it. Yep. It's not something that you just half-ass do. And they're kind of get hundred percent not kind of. They are getting rid of the half-ass fighters, the guys that not really about it. That you see them losing, and, and so you, they're getting rid of them. You show me how you fight. I'll give you all an opportunity once you fucking are a back or downer. I'm not fucking with you. Yep. But if you go in there and bang, I don't care if you lose all your fucking fights. Right. At least you banged it out. They want entertainment. They go. Yep. That we that's entertainment. Well, that's what we're here for. We're not here to watch you dance around. Well, you see the UFC. They're entertainment. Well, it's like is the shit talking. It's like Wonder Boy and and uh uh fucking what's his name, Tyron Woodley. They they had like fifteen punches that went a whole fucking title fight one time. Yeah. What are you guys doing? I understand they're both counter punches at that now counter fighters at that m- point, but yeah. It's like, man. At that level, you you want people to fight. It's not that fun. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck, dude? So. For their first fight was great, but the second fight was like, oh, what is this? What are you guys well, doing? It's at that point. They, people started booing them. Well, the first fight, no one, they had no, you know, and Till's actually a friend of mine. is somebody I met over there, and uh, he's a good fighter. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a big boy. He's a good fighter. But after the first fight, the first fight, neither one had respect for the other one. After they fought each other, now you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This dude's legit. So now they're going to play smart, you yeah. know, and. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, it is what it is. They're still, they're still warriors, they're still fighters. You know, sometimes you get in that position where mentally you're like, I got to be smart. Like, they can boo me as much as they want. If I have one bad fight or one boring fight, it, it won't, you know, circumvent the 10. Well, that right, exciting. okay, right, so, right. you know, and. I always root for Darren, too. Yeah, he's a good I dude. always root for that dude. He he's actually cool. he's actually a really good guy. He's a he good dude. Cool. So, yeah, the night, the, God, which fight? Well, I fought a Billy Hawthorne, basically the, the Tank Abbott. Of the UK, guy's like five nine. He weighed more than I did. His legs were bigger than my waist. Drank a thirty pack a day, bro. He, <laughs> and, but he—it's insane. This dude slept everybody he fought. He fought like a butterbean. Well, exactly. Like he straight up slept everybody. All these big heavyweights, and they'd all knock him down. He'd get up, come back in, and these fucking overhand rights. And dude, lit, when I say sleep, I'm like they were out cold. And so they're like, you want to fight him? Like, Mark Hunt in the UFC was like, that had a nice look. Yeah, but Mark Hunt looked good. Like, looked better than this kid. Oh, and, really? Remember, yeah. You remember Tank Abbott? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's. It's <laughs> literally, it's, it's, and it literally, you know, so I fought him in Liverpool. And uh, that's when I met Till because I was going around doing, like, appearances, talking to people. And Till happened to be one of the guys that I did an appearance with. And, uh, you know, I fought that dude. 
first round, same thing with like sorrow. I was like, okay, you gotta be a little careful here. Cause this dude's going to probably crack me and it's going to surprise me. And he cracked me, cut me a little bit, but I realized it wasn't for me. I didn't feel like it was that bad. I knocked him down the first round in the corner and then he came out and you could, I didn't do it in the fight, but after the fight, you could watch the replay. His corner's like, were you afraid of him? You go get him, go get him. I'm like, oh, Jesus. I didn't know that going in the second round. In the second round, he just came at me, gangbusters. And it was like a dip, hook. The dude's right on the stage. Boom. <laughs> he wasn't getting up. So uh, <laughs> that was a fun fight because basically. Who's sleeping? Yeah, well, it's not even. He, he was down, and he tried to get up, and he was on his knuckles. He, like, almost fell forward, and he was, like, rocking. And he was just sitting there. Like, like, because, I mean, the God's on truth. The dude's knocked. He starched everybody he fought. So I was the first heavyweight because he'd been hit. But he'd never been stopped. So uh, that was a wild fight. That was same shit. When you go in, you go, fuck. Any day, any given day, any fighter can beat anybody, you know? So, oh, yeah. you know, I don't want to get beat by this little fat dude because I'm going to look horrible. <laughs> like, Tank Abbott <laughs> looks like every truck driver driving across America right oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you knock your ass out cold. So, yeah. <laughs> you know? so yep. you got to be careful. Sometimes motherfuckers are just coming out there and that's their day. Yep. There ain't no, nobody stopping them. And the, and so some fighters get that way, yep. you know? So and no matter how good you are or how ready you are, it's like they're just on point. That's, that's I, Buster I Douglas feel, Tyson. Buster Douglas Tyson. Tyson had his number, had him fucked up. But that day, Douglas was not, you know, for his mama. He wasn't going to, he just wasn't going to quit. Yep. And he just found that extra gear and Tyson I feel found like his first that's loss. kind of what McGregor. McGregor hit his point, you know, he, he right here's his peak, and I don't think he's ever going to hit that ever, ever, ever again, yeah. even if he came back full-time. Yeah, no, I, I, at the end of the day, man, when you're, when you literally are a quarter of a billionaire, and you came from fucking nothing. Nothing. Uh, he did great with a Cerrone fight, but he had another really long layoff. And for him to find that motivation now, because the motivation was the money for his family, take care of his family, and do mm-hmm. things. Now it's more of a pride issue, which I know he gives off that facade that's all about pride. But I think, honestly, it's about taking care of the people around him, taking care of his family, taking care of his Irishman, and he's happy. And now it's now it's a sport. You see him when he fought his last fight, like, with Poirier. Like, he literally was, like, respect, they're respectful as fuck to each other, you know, and they're like, it's a money fight, a third Sharing fight. Third well, brand I, th- I think he realized that he did overstep with Habib. I think he realizes that. Yeah, because Habib was a God-fearing man. No, not even. And he yeah, jumped in the crowd. No, not not. Well, yeah, but I'm not. He went overboard. He went yeah. overboard, and I think that that's him. Because his last couple fights, he's been respectful and he hasn't talked shit. Well, it, uh, yeah, he definitely, in my opinion, from a fighter's point of view, like, I mean, <laughs> how can you blame? I mean, McGregor, McGregor, no, McGregor oh. was basically Tyson. No one yeah, can touch him. Right. He was starching everybody. Calling and, out rounds almost. You know, yeah, and too. literally Mystic Mac, if you remember. Yeah. You know, he was literally dictating and, and, and predicating when he was going to do shit. So, and then when you got Khabib, but Khabib. He came in saying, different... I'm winning two belts. Never been done before. And what did he yep. do? He came in and if he would have beat Nate Diaz during that fight one, that I mean, that first fight, I yeah. feel like you might as well have crowned him the third, you know. Yeah. He, you know, but as a fighter, you, you get up and you're in a position where it's mental. A lot of these guys mental. Like I told you earlier, you know, sorrow. We <laughs> we go to go to weigh-ins. You tell any damn fighter, like, if your opponent says, I ain't scared of you, if they say that to you, mm-hmm. as a fighter, what the fuck's going to go through their head? 
Meaning like, oh, bitch, or, or I scared. got you. You scared? I got you. The, you know the fact that you needed to tell me I'm that. Scared right. of your big ass. Right. Oh, oh okay. You're I ain't scared. scared. What'd you say to him when you walked over him after you knocked him out? Uh, oh yeah, I wasn't very nice. I was just talking <laughs> shit. Like, hey, fucking ED shorts, oh, bitch. Bro, bro. <laughs> he had left me a message. <laughs> I I have not made it public, but we it's now so done over. But uh, it was just funny. He had left me a message. Like, I'm not friends with him on Facebook. He first sent me a picture of some artwork that he made. He's like, oh, I just made this laugh out loud. Uh, oh, by the way, it's an honor to fight you. And I'm like, okay, it looks good. Respect. I left it alone. Had an interview. Interview. They're like, do you know this guy? No, nah, I don't know him. Have you ever talked to him? I've never seen him. No, well, you know, actually, he reached out to me on Facebook, sent me some artwork and shit. I'm an old school fighter, bro. If you do that, you're kind of tilt, tipping your hand that... It's kind of a bitch move. Like, you you afraid. Like, you starting to... Me- it's a mental warfare. Fighting is 90% mental. So, like, I'm like, right now, you just tipped your hand. He obviously didn't like it. <laughs> he fucking sends me a message that basically he's telling me, it's not going to go the way you think. And and he's, like, breathing all hard in the thing. And he's like, he's like it's going to be fucking great. It's going to make it that much better, buddy, when I walk over your dead corpse, you dick-licking faggot. So he said to me. And I'm like, I laughed at it and gave him a thumbs up. <laughs> then he starts pulling up all my I have, I have other things in my past that things I'm dealing with he starts pulling up send them here that's when he fucked up and said it, put on his making public it public when and, he put yeah. that shit on his shit now you talking about my family he goes, I never said anything about your family you either that stupid as a man because if you start talking about my family or things that I'm going through that affect my family yep. and you put that out on, on, on social media where everyone can see it now some people probably know about it but you don't you don't poke that so you're talking about my family. So and as a man, better, as a man, if one of you right now says something that challenged me as a man, no problem. I got you. But now we're face to face. Let's go outside. Mm-hmm. We'll deal yeah. with this. And I'll shake your hand. When I knock you the fuck out, I will <laughs> shake your hand and be done with it. When I punch you and your buddy goes down, we can all shake hands. <laughs> when your buddy starts crying because I hit you so hard, <laughs> you know, yeah, then you, we shake hands. You got to realize that. So yeah. and, and he honestly is just, I, I really feel he's very... Um, Let's just say simple. He's a simple guy. And uh, a lot of people are like, hey, he's a really good guy. He's this and that. I listen to him talk. I watch how he talks about it. Like, I know this much out of that much of the fight game. And I've been doing this shit since I was five. You can tell this guy literally knows a rat's nut hair out of this much. But he's trying to walk around telling people how to fight, what to do, this. And like, bro, there's a place in time. And right now, you're not that, you just, you're not that guy. Like, just be humble. Be cool. And you go know, sit in the back and learn a little bit right, more. Just, just shut your fucking mouth and, and roll with the, you know, be blessed that you have an opportunity that this company's so young that a guy like you that doesn't belong on this level, honestly, you, you have the physique, so they're able to market you. You fought two bums, and, you know, and it's not even bums because John McAllister wasn't a bum. John McAllister is a friend of mine. He just fights 185. He bumped all the way up to 205 to fight this dude. So, you know, at the end of the day, you just need to be a little yeah. more humble. Just be humble. Go with it, you know, and most people, you guys all, if you've seen any of my shit, I, I don't talk shit. I'm cool. I'm laid back. Have fun. And this is the only time in my life that I've been attacked now by two guys. Sam Shoemaker attacked me and and Sorrow. And Shoemaker thinks it's, and I feel bad for Sam because he I, he's just not a game. He's just, he hasn't been in the game long enough. And his antics and shit that he's pulled, like, you can literally look it up. Like, he's just young. He's young in the sport. And, I mean, he's not young. He's in his 30s. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just mentally young when mm-hmm. it comes to the fight game. And he thinks that it's a disrespect that I say that I want to fight Joey over him. 
Bro. That's and because he, he feels like he's the number he one contender. And, and at the end of the day, the rankings, he was the number four. Yeah. Mark Godbeer was ahead of him, and he had to fight Mark Godbeer. I don't think rankings made anything. If, you, if you're if you in not number one and you're fighting the champ, yeah. What what's the point in the rankings? Well, and, and the way point? the rankings really go would be number one is the champ. Number two would have been Mark Godbeer. Three is me. Four was Sam. Okay, so. So. Godbeer should be fighting. Godbeer should have. If he had not got sick and shit, yeah. God, I, I think Godbeer would have starched Sam. I just, that's what I think. I think he would have smoked his ass. And it would be right now Mark Mark and Joey getting ready to fight in April. And I'd be sitting in the same situation I'm in now. I got three guys that they're throwing at me, and it's all marketing. So I, it depends on where the fight's going to be. It's who I fight. You know, and because I'm that much of a, and I'll just be honest, I'll pat myself on the back on this. I'm a laid back, cool motherfucker. So I'm like, look, I don't give a shit who I fight. Give me somebody, put them on paper so I can lock it in. And right now, you know, the promotion's not locking it in because your coach guys. throw me in, I'll knock him out. Hundred percent, bro. Let me, give you a, let me give you another show so I can get this fucking gold around my waist. That's 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 it, you know. And You're I mean, they're stopping me from getting my fucking championship. Well, they they, they honor me in the fact that that obviously if <laughs> anything happens to Sam or he pulls out, Lord forbid. I, mean, I hope he does not. I hope everything goes healthy right. for him. But uh, but if he were not make the fight, it would be Joey and I. So at the end of the day, you you prepare as Joey said in one of his recent posts. He's show con, you know. He's in Bison. He he's the final boss and. He's not wrong. He is the final boss. So who am I preparing for? The final boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't give a shit who you. Trust me. I know all these. I know three jokers that they're t- throwing me their names. Great. None of these guys are experienced. None of these guys, like they. Some of them look the part. Some of them, but the ones that look the part have never even been hit. You watch mm-hmm. their fights; they haven't been hit. And you know they more local MMA guys. And then uh, you've you've got a, a stellar boxer that uh, never fought bare knuckle. You know and. Oh, <laughs> this dude, uh, you know, he fought in a long time and, but he's looks he looks the part. He's a monster. He's a beast, but he also got knocked out his last like, four fucking boxing matches. That's mm. with gloves, bro. Let me put some, let me put, right. my, let me put these bones on you. So, you know, so at, at the end of the day, and, and I want God beer. I'll just tell you right now. Like if, if I cannot fight Joey, the Mark God beer fights, the one I want. Mark Godbeer wants to fight me. We we're cordial. We literally talk to each other online. We're like, yo man, let's make this fight happen. Mm-hmm. Because we both believe we're both number one, number two. And, you know, the winner of us is going to be in, will have the strap. You know, and that's obviously before Mickey comes over. And if Mick comes over, I have the strap. I want to fight Mick. Come on, Mick. I want those hands. <laughs> Hell yeah. Knuckle up, buddy. I like the way that, that, that yeah. shit goes. Yeah. Got your own little brand. It's branded nicely. It's fucking yeah, yeah. sweet. So the future is gold around the waist. Yes. 100%. 100%. Do that. Defend it a few times. And then. Uh, obviously get a, you know, take a spot or take a position in BKFC and help be an ambassador and, you know, get the sport out there. You know, oh, really? there's not a lot of, uh, that's the future. That's my, that's my plans. It's my hope. Uh, cause you watch even these old boxing coaches that you don't know, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like if you could take the best boxing coaches, bare knuckle ain't boxing, bro. It is a complete different world. So you get the MMA guys and nobody to fucking know, especially in America. Like this is a very baby sport, very new, very brand new. you know? And when I went over in the UK, the blessing, you know, the reason I went through all the shit I went through is because of the people over there. You know, you know, the shit that I learned from these travelers and these guys have been like Jimmy Sweeney's been doing this since he was a little kid. Like these guys, they teach you, they teach you tricks. They show you how to do shit. 
And uh, you learn from the best. You learn how to train from the best. You know, you got these idiots out here hitting boards with their fists and doing all this shit. I'm like, look, motherfucker, you ain't an Asian that's been doing this shit for 25 years, Kung Fu master. It's repetitive impact. That's why it's so effective for them. You go do it now with your hands, you're going to hurt yourself because yep. it is bone density, okay, and repetitive impact that trains your body to be able to do these things. Mm-hmm. So these idiots that go watch them. Jackie Chan Kung Fu movie, and like, oh, I'm gonna start doing what these guys do. Their hands are great. I'm yeah, break your did skull it. in half, buddy. Yeah. And as soon as I hit that plank, I'm going, ah, oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. It's 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 the funniest shit in the world. So I think that the bare knuckle world needs good representatives and good mm-hmm. ambassadors to actually teach these young bucks that are coming up, like how to train yourself, how not to get hurt, how to do it properly, and be a success you'll be, in you'll a sport. Be, you'll be one of the legends. That's that's kind of that's kind of. And then you also you also have to inform the fans a bit too. You know they're the used to combat sports, but boxing has died off a bit, and UFC has taken over, MMA, whatever you want to call it. Um, So now being in this combat sport, and now you you know pay per view started. You're in the league now. Yep. You know that's official in my eyes. You guys, it's official from here on out. Yep, Yep. Yep, no, and uh, it, like I said, you just got to go to an event. If people can go to an event, it'll change you. I, I've been in combat sports my whole life. <laughs> my very first one, you know, uh, watched it, was a part of it, and changed changed who I was, changed the passion that I had, because I just fucked around with MMA. Like, that's just the reality. Like, mm-hmm. anybody tell you, like, why are you taking a fight on two weeks' notice? And that, You know, that's Bobby Lashley. Why are you fighting on two weeks' notice? Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, what, what, Bobby what, 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 what Bobby Lashley? Yeah, I'm like, what if I beat him? Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, you know, fuck Thiago Santos, Bobby Lashley, Eric Prendel, fucking dude, Raphael Butler. Like, you know, the list goes down. Like, go down the list. Like, everybody I fought, literally, my all these guys, oh, you're a bum. You're this. And I'm like, all right, cool. First of all, sure, dog's kind of a joke because when I fought with Mark and those guys, they don't qualify those fights because they're not promotion. There was no sanctioning bodies. So they don't go on to the damn thing, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so realistically, I'm not a 500 fighter on MMA, but it's just a little above. But you look at my opponents, okay? Do their win ratio. I have a, they have a 97% win ratio, all my opponents. Show me somebody else that has that. Most guys fucking pad their shit, fight local at the local Ohio State Fair and all this bull. They ain't fight nobody. They ain't mm-hmm. fight nobody. It don't mean shit. But you put me in there with the best in the world, and I can hang. I can swim. And I might not get the W, but I'm going to swim with you. Made it perfect for And this. really, that's why you go out there is to test your fucking skills. Against the best. Not, <clears throat> right. not against Joseph. That's like me and you. Okay, so yeah, the you, come punch, yeah. you come punching on me. Dude, dude you're I not the best fighter in the world. You can just beat the fuck out of me because I don't do it. I, ch- I can choke him out. I promise you. You're, you, yeah. he, you know? <laughs> but it's that thing. Like, you know, people like try to go off, you know, cosmetics. So you're a big dude, tatted up. Yeah. Intimidating looking motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, dude, you're going to be a beast. You know, and I'm sitting here going like, I know who he is. I know he don't train. I'm going to fuck this dude yeah. up. Yeah. Does this that dude's make, a fucking noob, bro. I'm going to well, kill him. Does that make me a better fighter? Or, or in my opinion, makes you a stupid fighter? Because that, yeah. that does nothing for me. Correct. But now, if I go in there, just like they said, you never lose, you learn. So, mm-hmm. you know, and with MMA, you know, <laughs> did a lot of learning. But uh, also learned that it really wasn't my passion. Because I could have fought for Bellator again. You know, I think I still had one contract, and they had their first right refusal, so they could have signed me again. And uh, as long as I, if I went back to MMA. And I literally chose not to go do that, where... I make a lot more money fighting for them 
than I did over in the UK, but I found a passion, something I loved mm-hmm. over there. And it didn't matter. You know, the screwballs that were in, involved with it in the beginning were actually good guys. They, they treated me right. It was, it was, you know, the second, third time. year, yeah. you know, they, they start thinking they're bigger than they are. And, you know, and it just sucks for them because they had their peak. And now, I mean, I joke and I go, okay, let's, you guys think you're so great. You're just, fuck, let's just go off basic. Let's go off Instagram. I think they have 50,000 people that follow them on Instagram. And you go to BKSC and they're at like 500, some odd thousand. Like, okay, well, right there just shows you, like, you are the small guy. Mm-hmm. You, you were the top dog. And you stay stagnant. We're the only dog. That's why you were the top dog. Literally. So, and then now you got BKFC, which smoking everybody, you know? And that last pay-per-view, I think, beat the UFC's pay-per-view. So, they're fishing on, they're on the map. Yeah, they're on the map. So, they're trending something, something with either, uh, Social was saying that, that they were the number one pay-per-view in combat sports for the month. So, that had to be off of the Knuckle Mania. Yeah, it had to be off of Knuckle Mania. But, what, uh... What event was last month in UFC then? Kumar Usman was just the recent one. Yeah, Usman and... Uh, um, I can't remember. Burns. Burns and Usman. No, I mean, I can't remember which the pay-per-view... It was before was that. It, was yeah, it, was it was the Conor that. McGregor one? No. What was in between that Conor McGregor one and the Usman one? Uh, I don't know. I can't I, think. Way, I'll be honest, I really don't follow. Either way, if we don't know it, it wasn't nothing hot. Right, so, right. So <laughs> yeah. I definitely remember yeah. that. So, yeah. So, no, this is going to be a sport, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be a sport of the future. And like you said, I want to be one of the pioneers, one of the legends. That's that's part of it. The only way I can get that label is obviously win that, win that strap. Yep. Got to win that strap. So. And yeah, and I just, I mean, I've heard of it. Like when Artem fought, uh, uh, fuck, what is his name? Polly. Yeah. Malinaji. Yeah, yeah I've, I've heard of the fights, and that's when I first heard it. And I've been paying attention a little bit, but now recently that's when I'm like, okay. I see what's going on. They're taking this seriously. Everybody's, yeah. it's serious. Yeah, it's I like, thought it was like, when I first saw it, I was like, what's this, backyard fighting fucking yeah. on, on a nice YouTube channel? <laughs> and now it's like, oh, now I'm like, I watched the pay-per-view. I was like, holy fuck, this is actually like UFC quality. This is, this is legit. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes from here, honestly. Well, we're doing a lot better. You know, BKC in the first year, uh, you know, they do their trials and errors and learn, you mm-hmm. know, because who the fuck really wants to fight bare knuckle? That's the reality. When they first hit me up, it's like, do you really want to fight bare knuckle? Like, Josh, you really want to fight bare knuckle? Like, you got more, you got another contract with Bellator. You, you win that, dude. You know, you're going to get another three fight deal and blah, blah, blah. Worried about the hands. Like, man, you got to think about longevity, this and that. I'm like, ah. And that honestly is in your head. You're like, fuck. Well, let me try it. Let me just see. And when you fall in love, you fall in love, yeah, bro. Yeah, 100%. You're blind to so everything else. It is what it is, and, and it grew. And even the BKFC, they, you know, they just tried what they could get, who they could get on the cards, guys willing to fight. And, you know, there's times, I mean, Dave got some heat because he got in the ring. He was like, look, the last motherfucker, and I don't remember his name, but the last motherfucker didn't fight. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I'm going to dock that motherfucker pay because we didn't we didn't bring you in to fucking I run. I've seen that. I've you know? seen that. And that realistically, I don't think he could do that, but th- I don't that's, think his it, pas- yeah. that's his passion. Like, you know, like, you look. You said I didn't bring you in here yeah. to fucking run away right, right. you got hit joe rogan heated up about that i yeah. heard I was yeah joe yeah yeah i know joe and he was he was like y'all that just make joe just it delegitimized the sport in his opinion if you can do that but it was just mad so yeah. dave and dave was upset it was it was it, it, you it's a learning curve yeah so you learn, just keep moving forward. learn for that mistake you can't be some fucking big yeah. guy ceo of a company and then come t-rub's dream is for joe rogan to at least hear our name and know who, uh, who we are hand. 
Let's yeah, just shake our hand. <laughs> I don't really fucking don't. I don't care if you're on my show or if I'm on your show. Just say what's up, brain jerk. That's it. <laughs> I'll fucking go home. I'll go that, home. That'll definitely, that'll definitely make it. I'm gonna go. I'm we'll gonna do, go. Uh, I'm gonna go rub it in my dad's face. Like, Look, dad. <laughs> we'll do our part. I'll send him a message. We'll see what he says. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's good boys with Mark, my brother. So he's real good friends with him too. So, <laughs> but you know how that goes. Shit. Yeah. Joe yeah. does something for you. You're all set. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lot of people that follow that. I don't even care if he does it publicly. <laughs> yeah, just hit me up or fucking thumbs up something. I don't give a shit, bro. Right on. Ding. Joe Rogan fucks Joe Rogan like my brother. <laughs> I'd literally not talk to any of my friends anymore. I'd be like, dude, I'm too cool to dude, fucking talk. Joe Rogan talked to me. I'm too cool now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's just, and to be quite honest with you, ever since I started mine, I've been watching my own podcast, not nobody else's. So I yeah. don't even watch Joe Rogan anymore. Right on. Right you on. know, so. Yeah, you pay attention, man. It's. So you, if you're a perfectionist, the same thing with me. Like you know, like like you said, you know, train, look for people that you're gonna fight. You really pay attention to yourself because the only one that's really gonna beat you if you're that, if you're at that level that you you believe you know where you are and which I do, the only one that's gonna beat me is me. Yep. You know. So and like with Joey, I know that I know the problem that Joey you know presents. Joey's not the one that's gonna beat that. It's me. You know, I have to prepare myself to beat that challenge. So it's yep. an obstacle. I have to have an answer for it. And if I don't. So Joey didn't beat me. I beat myself because I already knew. You got the question going into I it. I knew what he was coming yeah. You either with. study yeah. you study and get ready for it and know you know the answer. Or you can be like, well, you know, this might be right. This might not. It's sure. a 50-50. Then, you know, you, you didn't do everything you could. Now, how are you uh, How are you going to improve the cardio? I already are. We already are. So. How do you do that? <laughs> running or? Uh, I don't want you to give away secrets. Well, yeah, it's it's secret, not, yeah, well, it's not even a secret. Every fighter, we all have our things. You know, I'm a big boy. I'm 275, mm-hmm. so running's a part of it, but it's not long-distance running. Like I said, again, we're, we're, we're in a sprint. This ain't a marathon. Right, I mean, right. Joey's so right. you just okay. blast it out you. real It's quick. a yeah, different Joey, endurance. Okay. Yeah, because Joey, I mean, Joey, Jesus, I'm sure that guy can do a triathlon and fucking be just fine like the Diaz brothers. You know, but uh, this, that's not what this is. It's a 10-minute fight. Yeah. So I need to be able to prepare myself to experience be explosive Bursts. because I am a pressure fighter that's an explosive pressure fighter. So I need to be able to go two minutes at a time at almost a full sprint if need be and be able to bring my heart rate back down after that round and then do it again and be able to do it five times in a row. And there's, you know, plenty of science behind it. And uh, Garen Clark is one of my, is my strength and conditioning coach. And I'll just put you this way. Whoever fights me next, I feel bad for him because they, I, the shit he puts me through I tell him too. I'm like, man, I'm gonna come just slap you in the head because most of my fights are under three minutes. And if I knock this dude out in 20 seconds and you make me do all this shit, <laughs> drives me nuts. I just kid, but but no, he's motherfucker. Yeah, but yeah, it's, that's the reason you're gonna get him in bro. 20 seconds if that's the case. No. Yeah, some of the what shit that he has me do is just it's just it's like what happened when one one of the, one of those guys just has an iron jaw? Exactly. Like, Fuck. Well, then I go to your little chubby body. <laughs> oh, dude, like, I don't give a fuck. fucking. I don't care who you are. Like I got iron head, but you know what? Some guys hit me in the body. You can feel some of it. So we know I got a hard head. So yep. we, the core work I do is also next level, and it's not because of me. It's because of Garen. You know, he's he's the mad. They call him the mad scientist in the lab, and he comes up with some crazy ass shit. And Everybody needs a mad scientist. hundred percent. You need people that are hundred percent dedicated to you, and. You know, your success is their success, yep. you know, and you find that it's hard. It's hard to find that people are legit true to that. But uh, I'm blessed, and I found a few guys that, that are like that, and 
in good hands, man. Mm-hmm. Does, it seems like it. How does Mark Coleman like the fucking bare knuckle? He loves he it. He loves shit. it. Absolutely loves it. It's real. It's the re- it's the purest form. You know, come from days that he fought bare knuckle. You know, so and Mark can knock you out, but Mark loved to fucking take you down and then knock you out. So okay, yeah, you know, the ground and pound. Yeah, he just, yeah, just beat the dog shit out of you with bare fist. You watch him; it's always yep. bare fist. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he loves it. He loves the sport. And then you know, like I'm like his little brother, so and he knows what I can do. You know, he knows what I can hit. He knows what I can do with my hands. And it's just for me, it's the point of whether or not I, I punch. If I pull the trigger, that's the biggest thing. Like fights that like sorrow the sorrow fight would have been done in the first fucking 20 mm-hmm. seconds because that guy was fresh he wasn't tired and when i when i clipped his ass in the second he was cool he, he was afraid <laughs> more afraid in the second than he was in the first round but uh but if i would have done the same thing in the first round it would have been done mm-hmm. but that's kind of that's why you yeah, got guys like mark get ready for it yeah, so you got you well you just got to have people in your corner that get in your ass and mark like i said mark yelling yeah. at me was oh, enough okay. for me to just go okay it wasn't even, not even a thought process. He, was he grabbing said it. Onto it the was bottom rope like he was up in there. Fuck, I yeah. seen him doing that fight. This now morning. with such short rounds, does does say does he have enough time to see enough of what that dude is doing and what you're doing wrong or what you're doing right to to guide you enough? Is yeah. it yeah, yeah. is enough well, time? He, he does it with Vic uh, Vic Victor Torres, uh, mm-hmm. who's my boxing coach, and uh, to be honest, Vic and I are just friends. We've been friends, and experience wise, we're equal. So it's more just. I shut down, you know, Leroy Johnson was my boy, um, like one of my best friends and he was always in my corner, but he's obviously, uh, really successful business wise. So he's got a lot of things going on, but, uh, those are the guys that have always been in my corner and you know, you only need, he, you don't need 10 seconds. I can fight 10 seconds and come back and I can have a hundred things I can tell you, you know? So it's really, well, pays. To you, I just, I just think having somebody with that eye, you know, yeah. with that experience, that's you got huge. That experience. Yeah, you got that experience, you know, and like in Coleman's, you know, Mark just says the same thing all the time. He's just like, listen, I don't give a fuck who they are. I don't care how badass they are. He goes, you can take their punch. He goes, but they can't take yours. He mm-hmm. goes, just throw your fucking hands. Yeah. So, and for me with this, I have had my nose ripped off and I have had shit happen to me where, cause I was being careless and just reckless. And doesn't mean it stops me. I keep coming forward, but you're still sitting there going, like, God damn, what is something burning. Like, it's burning. My nose is burning. What the fuck? So it's not like you really feel it, but you feel it, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so you don't want that same, you know, thing to happen again because you're being careless. So you got to be smart and you got to have people telling you what to do intelligently, you know? Because, like I said, as soon as you get hit, you're going to go back to your natural instinct, what you normally do. So yeah. for me, that's the buckle down, let people crack me. What if you don't get hit? Well, then, well, then, then, then the second the chances sec- are you knocked him out. Well, second, yeah, let's let's go second round with sorrow. He didn't touch me. Yeah, no, yeah, so, not at all. So he was the first round. You guys were both swinging. I was like, the first round was the. I thought it was going to be a good fight, and the yeah. next round, fucking, it was it wasn't even fair. Well, when I so the first round, to be fair, when you. I hit him in the shoulder once, and his whole body shifted. Hit him with a jab once, and I, I thought just you, you got him thumbed in the head. eye. You got no. well, he, in the eye a little bit. Yeah, Whether he, it was intentional, or it wasn't what. intentional. Yeah. You know, it's it just you, there's still shots. I mean, just just Saro's young in the game, and that's his way of trying to keep someone away. Like you're getting attacked by something, you're just gonna like this, and that's literally just a still shot where his pinky's basically in the eye, mm-hmm. where he's just pushing me away, and. uh wasn't on, he didn't do it on purpose, and right. it's just it's just instinct. It's you're fight just, or fight. You're, you're yeah, just going, you're just going. So shit, shit. This yeah. big motherfuckers rushing me. What the fuck? So yeah, and he was the kind of guy that he and it's just what's sad. It's like I, and I said it to him, or I said it in the interviews before the fight. I go, look, this guy literally drinking his own Kool Aid. He just thinks that he, he's the God's gift to punching, and you know he's gonna stop anybody. I'm like, 
If you paid attention to any of my fights, I've been hit by guys that are twice your size, Eric Prendles, in his prime, not the old Eric Prendle, young Eric Prendle, that was 310 pounds and cut to 265, a five-time All-Army Armed Forces champion, heavyweight boxing champion, and I took 72 of his rights. Boom! Didn't rock me. Just tore my face up, you know, and right. then got that big cut. Mm-hmm. So I can obviously take a punch. If he was smart, he paid attention to that and go, okay, this dude can, this dude, you know, he can take a shot. You got to work angles. You got to, you're going to have to outbox me. Be the golden gloves that you say right. you are. And I think he just had the rude awakening when he started getting in there and the first couple punches were jabs. And I just saw his face like, oh, fuck. Golden gloves met the concrete gloves, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Gold soft, buddy. Yeah. Literally. So, yeah. It's a, uh, uh Plug yourself, your social medias, anything you got going on, and then we got one more question for you. All right. Uh, so I'm hashtagging right now, doing the hashtag Burns was a bell trend, BKFC. It's yep. trending, so we're getting that Share going. Share that every day. So, yeah, appreciate that. And uh, so all my social media, I'm brother and I glory hound. So it's like uh, Josh the Hammer Burns on Instagram, just Josh Burns on Facebook. You guys don't pay attention to what's going on. You know, hit me, shoot me up. I, I usually do... Uh, I do good on responding to people. So if you want to, you know, talk to me, you want to talk shit, you want to do it, go to my Instagram. You'll see guys that call me, you know, I'm a fat bastard. And when I fought, I looked a little chunky in that fight. So, uh, yeah, but you <laughs> fucking clean the clock, bro. Yeah, Dude, yeah. you look like the incredible Hulk. Yeah. Incredible fat Hulk, man. I, 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 come <laughs> on, man. I was like, I, I had a little gut, but, uh, it was just one of those things. I just couldn't fight at 275 where I was and everybody that loses weight or works out, they know they have a funk stage. My funk stage is between about 266 to 258. I get because my chest, everything starts shrinking. My belly just looks like it's bigger. It's really not, but because everything else is coming down because I couldn't lift, I couldn't do my Mm -hmm. dynamic strength training. And because I had to be under 265 for, for sorrow, which is usually not the rule, but because they were afraid, you know, sorrow saying he's going to come in big, but he really, he was fighting. He's walking around 225, fought at 205. He came in at 245, 246, I think. So I really didn't have to drop weight. But, you know, we, went, we didn't know what he was going to come right. in at. So we played safe. They so, don't like that, that too big of a weight difference. You know, just depending on certain commissions. Some commissions are, you know, inexperienced compared to others. And some allow some things, some don't. You know, so if you got me versus Gabriel Gonzaga. And Gonzaga is obviously a legend in the sport and he has massive amounts of fights and if we had a 40 pound difference they really didn't care because i also have the same experience so it's cool but you get a guy that's only two and oh just starting the game you know they're gonna we're gonna be smarter so make sure we don't give them reason to give us any any grief okay so, yeah. yeah so that's that's pretty much it so yeah all right what's the question all right so if you had one last thing to say to the world what would it be one last thing in the world. Yep, it's, you're on your deathbed or something. Oh, I'm dying? Yeah. Just oh. one so <laughs> dying is like, I feel fine. Damn. Ah, uh, fuck. Let's see. I don't know. It's probably the big best thing in life is just don't take your shit too serious, man. Don't take yourself too serious. Don't take life so serious. You only got one. Have fun. Find the right people. Fuck what everyone else says. You know, be happy with who you are. Don't try to fucking please everyone else because I can tell you right now, I'm that person. I'm that people pleaser. I try to make everyone happy, and it's fucking impossible. Mm-hmm. No matter what you, I mean, my last fight's a perfect example of it. You know, knock, I knocked the motherfucker out, bounced his head off the ground, and half the reviews I got were, well, don't judge a book by its cover, which means I'm fat. And the other responses are, well, a fat boy got lucky. So no matter what you do, no matter how you do shit, you're going to have haters. That's how you know you made it. 
They at least watched you, bro. Right, they, they at least watched. Yep, yep. I, whenever we get haters, I tell them thank you for for your comment and and your view. Yeah, and I carry on. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. You know, I it's like, like that, that crazy ex girlfriend. You know, you just don't con- don't respond to the bitch because you respond to her. Any kind of attention is good attention. So whether you're naked, <laughs> so so same concept, you know. So yeah, so I guess on one end you can look at it as positive, but just do you, man. Be happy and you know, make sure you got a good team around you. You know, good words. I thought you were gonna say I'm gonna have that strap, motherfuckers. You better watch nah. the fuck out. <laughs> again, well, again, so it's the same thing, man. It goes back to this is fun. This is something I do for fun. You know, it's not life. You know, because in five years from now, I probably won't be fighting. And you know, it's it's. Everything to me right now. You'll be backstage. You'll yeah. Be, you'll be in the you know, you promotion. Never, you, you, yeah. never, you never know what goes on in life. So, you know, just be happy where you're at in the moment because it could end in at any moment. And just, you know, if you happen to be laying on your deathbed, like today, if I am if I leave this and get in a car wreck and I'm laying in my deathbed, knowing I'm going to die, am I happy with what I've done? You know, do I, the biggest thing I always tell my kids is like, you know, uh, have no regrets, try to have no regrets. Mm-hmm. We're humans, we're going to have them, but you yeah. do your best to not be that guy. You don't want to be 80 sitting in a rocking chair going, oh, I should have, could have, would have. Right. You know, or you don't want to be 40 and sit there laying in bed going, man, I wish I had done this different. I would, you know, so be happy. Don't with stress what about it. That's, yeah. Don't stress it out 100%. so much. Don't think about it so much. Just fucking do. Just do what Just you do. Just be who you are, yeah. Own your actions, man. Own your actions. Believe yep. what you do. Self-accountability is huge. Positive words from Mr. Josh Burns. <laughs> it's the Josh Burns Show. It's the Josh Burns it's Show. It's the Josh Burns Show. Uh, that's it for episode 63 of Pillar Talk, man. Thank you for coming in and sitting yeah, with up. us, man. It was great meeting you. And uh, I, hope to, I hope to see the gold around your fucking waist, yeah, man. You will. I love you guys. Have a great day. Later. Brought to you by Brain Jerk. Fuck yeah. That's cool, man. <laughs> Scariest fucking guy we had on the podcast. A good guy. <laughs> we tried. We tried. Hour, hour and 45 minutes. We oh, went. Jesus, how-